in the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreeHouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Anchortown Dogs, located on 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. 
Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details, specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. I'm already where, 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 where was it, Chris? <laughs> it's already gone. <laughs> he's looking. He's like, oh, wait, it's already open. Oh. I didn't get the new one. Ah, that's probably my fault. I should have just went and grabbed you one. I bet you that thing's probably two-thirds gone. Yeah. I should be already double fisting. What? That's kind of the way to do it. You right. just have the one and then ready to crack. Yeah, go get another one right now. I will. You can, yeah, go get go, Yeah, go, we'll go, just go. do the There you go. Oh, Chris got it. All right. <laughs> Uh, are you hooked back up there? Yeah, I did it. Okay, real quick. good. We're good, good. We're good. And then my update start st- uh, stopped like the second the show started, so oh, I've got full interweb connect. We're back. We're back. We're back. <clears throat> uh, welcome to Alaska Wild Project, episode seventy-one. Um, today we have Chris Alderman from Screaming Eagle Archery in Wasilla and Fairbanks. And Fairbanks. And Fairbanks. Mm. And you said Fairbanks open end of October, first of November. Yeah. Late bloomer. Oh, there it is. There it goes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> hand in hand with the Fairbanks start. Right. Right. How long was that in the works? You, was that always like no. part of the plan or was it just a demand from the market up there? It was <clears throat> It was both, but there's been a shop up there. There's been no more shops up there oh, for okay. a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know the whole story with North Pole Archery. Okay. They, I guess they just give it up finally, right? There's no nice way to say it. They they quit. Oh, they just shut it down? Did COVID yeah. shut them down? Or was I, it like a mix of... Older, older generation maybe just decided it was time to... I don't know the whole story with okay. Bill. I mean, I I talked to Bill when we first got into the run of the boat shop in Wasilla, but I haven't talked to him a whole lot since then. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we called the bow guys and seen what they thought about it and went for it pretty quickly. Yeah. Okay. That happened in eight weeks. So you guys took over... North Pole, or or no. just you guys are the bow. Oh no, you Uh-oh. guys are the bow. Um, just open one up. So you guys are the only yeah. ones out there, right? Yeah, only ones in the valley. Correct. And then um, full curls, the only one in Anchorage, right? Right. Is that it for the state? There. Yes. Yeah. Oh no. Oh gosh, Jamie's gonna kill me. Northern Simulators in Soldotna. Jamie Rothmeyer doing a good job down there. Northern Simulators. Yep. I, never heard I believe he's in the same shopping thing as Sportsman's down there. Oh, okay. Okay, oh, right there in that Got the spot. Techno Hunt. Got a pretty good shop. I think he's a lead in a few other bows. Okay. Yeah, okay. We talk from time to time. Great guy. Awesome. Now, is there, um, you know, in all honesty for the listeners and people, I'm very green, very new, very novice to all of bow hunting. Right. Um, so please bear with me if I, I'm asking, you know, beginner questions. Sure. Um is there when you go to the different shops is everyone carrying the same um brands and products basically or is it like more exclusivity like you know of different brands of bows right basically here everybody's got the same stuff i think with the exception of jamie and them down in northern simulators in soldatna okay you know your matthews your hoyt and then whatever other brands you want to stack on top of those Botech, elite okay yeah Okay, I've heard of those four. Right. Um, with your big four, yeah. Okay, that's the big four. Is there a fifth one in there? We we also carry Prime. Okay, that that was the one I was thinking so about. Matthews and Mission are the same, right? Okay. 
Then Hoyt, Botech, Prime, Elite. Got it. There's other brands in there. But, but those, those are the are main the main ones. In our opinion, yeah, that's a big one. Okay. Is it um so those companies when you're when you're pulling them in to you know start selling their products and all that stuff, they're it's they're not looking for exclusivity. No. They're just looking to make sales. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they want a good wholesome all around shop. Mm-hmm. From our experience. Yeah. I have talked to some guys um, in Fairbanks a couple of weeks ago. There was some Canadian guys in mm-hmm. doing some fighter jet stuff up there. And they, they were shocked to see all the brands because they said where they live, you go, you go to a Matthews store. Oh, it's Matthews store. The, Just Matthews. Like that bow shop has Matthews. Oh, oh, okay. Or this bow shop has Hoyt. And I don't know why it's that way. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't have an answer for the guy. Are those... Um, Top four, top five brands, all American brands? Yes. Is there a Canadian brand? Not that I'm aware of. Hmm. Yeah, just wondering about that. I imagine there probably is. There's a, probably look it up. there's a lot of other stuff floating around. There's a few brands that come to mind that I'm I'm not super familiar with. Yeah. But, no, everybody's. Would you say um, the United States is the leader in bow hunting? I mean, you don't hear about many other countries or people that are into it right in bow hunting yeah i would say is it mostly that mostly that deer culture yes yeah, the whitetail yeah yep. whitetail is your that's everything yeah your top of the bow hunting stuff yeah mm-hmm. what about um like the big box stores and stuff like that um because you know i walk by sportsmen's and even i think want to say cabela's even has some right. some bows and stuff well, like that all that yeah um yeah. and they are they carrying more generic to a point, yeah. Things? Okay. All those, that stuff is typically on a, just a quantity. Okay. Quantity basis, right? Yeah. So like your your Matthews, your Hoyt, your Botech, those guys typically want you to come in and build a relationship with the shop and get personally fit yeah. instead of <clears throat> nothing on the guys there. This is what we do for a living. Mm-hmm. Those guys are there getting paid hourly, right? Yeah. With the exception of a few guys here, there's a pretty good crowd of guys that work at some box stores around here that are very efficient they're awesome guys they know what they're doing so yeah yeah they're like bow specialists you'd say right yeah mm-hmm. yeah there's a little bit of stuff that goes into it you know tweaking the person getting them set properly working through all the stuff especially for new people that don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. or, you know you know you come in and say boss me around tell me what to do yeah we put you where you need to be draw yeah. length talk about all the all the fine questions and mm-hmm yeah, it seems like, um, I don't know, sometimes you go to some of those big box stores and you got some teenage kid or someone that doesn't even know what you're talking about, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's like, man, how much how much really personal attention are you going to get? Sure. And they're they, trying, but. Yeah. But, you know, he's getting paid mm-hmm. whatever, 15 bucks an hour or whatever right. it is, and, you know, he's trying to go home after yeah. that. And they may not typically care if you come back. We want We want you to bring everybody back yeah you know i want to i want to see fun pictures and all that yeah you know we want to be a part of it for however much longer you're here not just now and maybe in a day or two but years uh, yeah build a, a lifelong right. customer yeah but a progression yeah where are you going to get them started with this and right. then they're going to hopefully excel right to that or find whatever goal or you know spot that they're in to yeah. in terms of the archery world yeah, and it's, it's competition or it's hunting comp- or right. just just a Everything. hobby, right? Because mm-hmm. what I'm finding, 
in this very, very, very brief time that I've been playing with my bow, I've probably shot my bow every day for like the last 30 days. Nice. Every night. Awesome. I've made it a point to go out every single night yeah. or early in the morning and do it. Um, man, it's just fun, dude. It's such a fun... It's new, so like new stuff can be honeymoon fun. Right. But it's like... I mean, the first time I pulled a release, I was like, oh, shit, that felt really good. Right. There's like a therapeuticness mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's like... Even if you have zero interest in any competition or hunting, I mean, mm-hmm. just to go out and pick it up as a hobby, make the investment, and give yourself something fun to do, right? Something to do for you as a person, for your mental, for yeah, to to you know a little little you time, just blow off the steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really it, kind of like it, what it's all about. Yeah, it does seem like it's um, just something you don't need nobody else. You mm-hmm. just block out a chunk of time and get out there. And um, I've said it before on the podcast, like my youngest son who just turned nine. Um, we're big into fishing and hunting right. and my older son and um and he's not that into it you know he's 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 just not that into it he's more social kind of kid um he still goes and has fun and all that stuff but he's not like hey papi when are we gonna go fishing when are we gonna go do this or that? Right. and he wanted the bow for his birthday i've been asking him for his, what he wanted for his birthday and and he told me like six months ago that he wanted a bow Awesome. And not because I had showed him a bow or talked about it. Yeah, it didn't encourage and it I'll be all. honest, I asked him, and it was from the game he played on, his, on that he plays sometimes, Minecraft. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's like a part of the game. And so he wanted for that, and he's like, I, he's, I was like, why do you really want that? Like, you want to go hunting? He's like, no. He's like, I could just take it with me when we go fishing and when we, when we go hunting, and I could go do that stuff while you guys are doing all that, awesome. and I could do it in the backyard, right? And he's, like, asking me all these questions about could do it in the backyard. And, and so now it's his thing. Like, we went out 4th of July, and, and we, you know, went to our buddy's place, and that was the first thing. I was, I was like, well, this box is for you guys to bring your toys yeah. or whatever you want. And the first thing in there bow. was the bow. <laughs> With the nice. arrows. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> and he tried to drag along the, we bought one of those big uh, targets. Mm-hmm. Um, Morel, I think it's called. Uh, yeah. like Cameron Haynes one or something block. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the big yeah. block. And I was like, yeah, oh, that's not going to fit. Keep that's not going to fit with all the stuff in there. Yeah. But then I talked to Brandon and he was bringing his. I was like, don't worry, there's going to be one out there. Nice. Yep. So it just, you know, it's, it's crazy that uh, he made that connection with that video game. Right. You know what I'm saying? To wanting to do it in real life. Sure. Just all on his own. And now he's like so into it and, and Big Brother's into it and Big Brother wants to buy one. And he's out there shooting every single day. Yeah. You know, he'll come home from soccer and not even take his stuff off. And he wants to go in the back and shoot the bow. That's awesome. Yep. You, know? you know, it's funny you brought it up that way. That's the, that's the way we see it now. 90% of the guys come in, their kids are wanting to get into the bows, and the parents are like, yeah. About three weeks later, they're back. Everybody's getting set up. That's right. And yeah. it's all it's all the kids. So now it's not it's not the parents bringing everybody in. Let's do this. It's the kids. Yeah. Yep. And it's awesome to see it that way. Yeah, man. It's you guys should really uh, <clears throat> encourage that Minecraft game. It's going to bring some business. I had no idea. My kid plays that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know what they're doing on that thing. I like, no I try to follow it. No, I was like, what God, are you guys no. doing, yeah. man? I don't know. But it led them to do something outside because they've been working yeah. for me. At the, they've been helping me out at the stand and, and, and helping me with my business and stuff. And they've right. been saving their money. And so he's like telling me, you know, they're save, they're pulling their money together because they wanted to buy uh, another, some other like screen game, Oculus or something. I was like, no, no, oh, no, wow. no. I was like, no. 
I said, you're not buying anything that you can't use outside. You have enough stuff that you don't even use right. in the house. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. So think about something that you want to use outside. Yep. And that's the thing. And now my oldest is saving his money for the bow. And then after I show, after he saw your bow, yeah, um, because <clears throat> my son got the Genesis, like the new, you know, yeah. the one that you're supposed to practice with as a kid. Yeah. And then my oldest son, who's a little bit, you know, he's bigger and he saw, he saw Brandon's, which is, uh, um, what do you call the regular bow? Compound. Compound bow. Um, <clears throat> and he's like, cause he's in hunting. So he, you know, it just clicked for him. He's like, "Oh, this is the one I'm gonna need." Nice. You know what I'm saying for for hunting. So you know, and I told him, I said, "Well, it's gonna be a little bit more expensive." You know what right. I'm saying. So we'll give you some more opportunities to make some more money, so that you can mm-hmm. go in there and buy the one you want. Right. You know. So with the game stuff, we have some guys out. They make their kids shoot their bows for screen time. Oh. So they. Oh man, the longer they're one. outside shooting bows and doing stuff. They get screen time for the games. It's like earning it. Yep. Oh, that's Damn, a great that's idea. That's a really good one. Man. That's what I thought. Oh, that's yeah. a really good idea. Rain, was, rain, range, sun, or snow, <laughs> right? Get out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's badass, dude. Yeah. It's worked out good for them. They, they come in quite a bit. Yeah. What What's the... Um, what's the footprint for, like, youth archery? Uh, your gauge uh, for Alaska, Do you is it strong? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. We've got a lot of homeschool mm -hmm. lessons, kids all the time. Yeah. You come out any day, there's typically more kids or women in there than Yeah, that was my next question was uh, women's um, involvement too, right? It's huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like, it's one of those like fun things that like everybody can do. I mean, grandma can grab a bow and- Absolutely. (laughs) Set it up with the right poundage. She can, you know, Mm -hmm. kick back and do that thing and- and a lot of times, you know, those people will be into just a nice traditional recurve. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. fun, no sights, no crazy draw length, getting fancy, just having fun shooting just a bag. Going through the motions and mm-hmm. having fun with it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't, man, I'm conflicted, man, because I, right? I, I want to do that. But then I was looking, I, I was shot yours a couple times. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, this is pretty nice, too. So I want to go in there and Damn. just go full, like, so here's the I'm going to try them all. Right? So when you get the fancy sights, you get mad if you miss a spot this big. Okay. Right. When you go to the regular bow, you're happy you hit a spot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's the difference. <laughs> Just Got hit it. the block. You're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. it, it was funny. So Carlo was like, hey, let me give it a shot. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm shooting 40 yards. And it's like the first time I even shot that far. And for some bow guys, like yeah. 40 might be like, ah, man, I'm all day long. And I'm like, I'm just out there like trying to figure out which site goes right. where. And I'm like, man, 40. And then, and he's like, let me give it a shot. I'm like, man, first shot, 40, 40 yards. Like, I mean, all right, man. So I'm trying to walk him through like the draw and then his arm, like he's trying to hold it and trying to tell him to like, you know, mm-hmm. use the meat of his hand and like to get his Keep his arm, arm, out arm away yeah. out of the way man and right. the strings just skid his forearm up one and done oh, yeah. like, one and done he's like no nah, no nah, i'm good i'm good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like they actually make a little arm guard oh, yeah. thing for that, that and sucks. yeah well it, that's you know that's a very rookie thing because when i was with well, I don't know how to instruct him either. I'm like, I don't know fucking enough about this. Yeah, like, man, you got to go to a guy, like, man. Ah. Like Dave walked my son, Dave at Full Carl. He walked uh, my son through it, you know. And uh, I had full intention to go in there and just buy him the bow. And I just right. thought, we're just going to take it home and shoot. And Dave's like, no, 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 no. 
you got to like mm-hmm. take a lesson or two and then figure it out. And I was just soaking it all in on the right. side, you know, and then he, he showed me how to do it too. And it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a very awkward position at right. first, you know, when you yeah, go to hold that thing. Your hand that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you look at it and you just automatically want to just grab it like a, yep. You just want to grab a hold of it like a bat or hockey yeah. stick. Mm-hmm. Yep, until you yeah. get whacked one time, and then you're like, yeah, oh, I don't skid like that. your skin right off. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that first week, uh, my dad had come up from Arizona, and he's like, oh, you got into the bow thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm just messing around. He's like, yeah, are you whacking your forearm with the strings? And I was like, no, nah, man, I'm good. And I looked down, and my arm's all bruised up. I'm like, <laughs> well, wait a minute. Like, Maybe. <laughs> hold on. I went and drew it, and I'm like, oh, man, I am, like, need to get that right that forearm out, you know? And so ever since then, I would, like, kind of tweak that mechanic or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised. I didn't even notice I was smacking it. It yeah. just was enough light little. Just a bite at the end, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it bruised it up a little bit, yep. and it made it sore. So then he was pretty generous when he was up here. It was during my birthday here just recently, and he got me the arm pad. He got me a a, a Full size rut buck, right? You know, nice. Uh, whatever that thing's made out of that foam, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rut uh, buck. Yeah, it's like a big ass, like life size buck, like oh, white tail okay. buck. Three okay, gotcha. target, yeah. Yeah, like you know, it's got legs and the whole thing, and um, it's got like the 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 lung and liver. Heart, oh, like a you know, marks. so you can actually okay, right. yeah. okay. What did you call that? All your kill zone stuff, kill zone stuff. Out, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Uh, Anyway, gets me the, the 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 bow case, the whole thing. I'm like, man, that's cool, Dad. Thanks, man. He's like, what do you want for birthday? I'm like, I don't really know. He's, well, shit, let's get you some bow stuff. I'm like, oh, that's really actually a good idea. Nice. So he gets me a bunch of stuff, and he gets me that little arm guard. Mm-hmm. After he found out, I was smacking my forearm, and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that we'll get that last thing. I, sh- I should probably have one of those, but I have yet to put it on now. Yeah. Because I figured out how to get my arm out of the way, and now right. I'm not smacking it. Yeah. yeah. Step so, one, fix your grip, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So get yeah. that. Because we don't want anybody doing that. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Like your buddy. One and done. Ah. Yeah, he was like, Ugh. I mean, he, he yeah. probably would, you know, sling an arrow down the, right. you know, range again. But right. it was just like, I, did, I thought he burned himself. I'm like, oh, you didn't burn yourself earlier? Like, at yeah. the hog dog stand? Yeah. He's like, no, yeah. I just did that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that looks painful. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Speaking of, did you have a good time this weekend? Oh, man. Dude. We had such a good time out there. Fun in the sun? It was, I mean, it was fun till about 8 in the morning when you got to wake up in that tent mm-hmm. and it's, you know, 102 Fucking in there. Dutch oven. Yep. After drinking that till 3 in the morning. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mm. I, but, man, it was so much fun. Uh, our buddy has a really big property out there, and he's got like a um, big lake area. Pretty nice. much his own lake out there. It's small. It's non-motorized. It's warm. Yeah. You know, I mean, I wouldn't say warm, but it's uh, small oh, enough. It's warm. Where it's, it's yeah, the water's nice. It's the water's not nice. Super deep and smaller lake, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. It's about like eighteen foot is the deepest. Right. Mm-hmm. He's got himself a nice uh, gun range out there, and like an ATV. Um, track dirt bike track oh, wow. that he made and mm-hmm. and so i want to say there was about 20 families oh it sure felt like it yeah 20 families and just kids and dogs running running all over the place nice. you know on his private property and kids are riding four-wheelers everywhere and shooting bows down there and adults are shooting guns over there and some kids are swimming over there and that's good time i'm drinking beers yeah. over here and <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was, it was it was it was it was it was a great it was fantastic it was fantastic. What did you guys do, Chris? 
we did a little bit of everything. Um, same thing. Got some private property on a lake. Got away for the day with some close family and mm-hmm. let the kids tube and get sunburned and nice. nice. Had yep. a good time. <clears throat> yeah. Another, just a day at home, which we hardly get. Yeah. Seems like oh. we're always running, doing crazy. So we took a day to the house and then back to Big Lake, doing some wake surfing with some guys and having a good time out there. Nice. Just enjoying the water and a good time. I bet there's a million people out there. It was, but it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't matter. Right. There's enough lake for everybody out there. I think there was a big parade on Sunday. Oh, like a boat parade or something? Yeah. Yeah. The guys we went with said they were there. It was like almost 200 boats. Wow. Oh, wow. Damn. That's wild. Yeah, that's that's a lot. lot, We avoided that crowd. Yeah. Went a little later? Yeah, on the Monday. Oh, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Yep, yep. We typically take a Sunday, Monday off from the shop anyway. Oh, do you? Just took a Saturday and half a Friday. Nice. We had some of the guys come down to Soldotna. There was a 3D shoot down there. Those guys put on a pretty good shoot down there, independent shoots, good time. A 3D shoot? All the size targets oh okay Mm. okay i i noticed in your uh i was as i was telling you earlier i was looking at your website and your pictures of your um shop there which is beautiful um you have you have a whole bunch of life-size stuff even like funny stuff like little dinosaurs and stuff like that Yeah, i gotta show my son (laughs) that man he's gonna he's he's like jurassic park is like his movie man all all of them he loves them and i'm gonna buy him one of those because i know he's gonna love that because this is a lot of fun yeah yeah yeah, let me pull that up actually real quick. I was looking at your thing right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those guys have put on a nice shoot, and you can compete, keep your score, or just go have fun. Mm-hmm. It's typically a walkthrough course, different yardages. Okay. Whatever. <clears throat> I had a, a question about yardage, and mm-hmm. I'm sure this is like varies between skill set, right. application, what kind of shooting you're doing. Sure. In general, what is a long bow shot? Okay, two-part question. Uh-huh. What's a bow shot? Yeah, back up. What is a bow shot long range for competition? Yeah. And what is considered a long range bow shot for a big game animal? It depends on the person. The competition stuff, some of your fun shoots will push that 100-yard range. Like the uh, the Western Classic is in Redding, California. I think it's typically the first week of May. Mm-hmm. My wife and some friends went and done that this past year. There's quite a few Alaska guys go down for that. Um, but those, you're, like your big Sasquatch, Bigfoot shot, they is 101 yards. You got like an 88 and a couple of others. 100 yards? Yeah, 101, right. And what are you shooting, like a like a target? Yeah, big 3D. Uh, he's a Sasquatch. Like, oh, like okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so What's you're trying like, to hit Like him? seven or eight foot tall, big, big? Like, yeah, big, wide target. Mm-hmm. That's a long way out. Yeah, I wondered, and I'll share a story in a minute because I had a buddy tell me about some guides that had suggested that you know clients were shooting. Yeah, it, it's, crazy distances that I kind of thought, man, like you would shoot a, a big game animal, right? Like that and thing? that's where it gets into the it's the ethics person kind of and it. the ethics and what they're feeling comfortable and capable with, and mm-hmm. you know some of the haul route caribou stuff. We hear a lot of we hear a lot of long distance stuff. The, okay. the hall, like the hall, hall road right caribou up, you said? Right up there in Dalton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. You know, you got five miles each side of the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The best thing Alaska's got going for archery stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, if you talk to somebody that just hunts whitetails down in Kentucky, they probably don't shoot over 40 yards. Yep. Just a different animal, right? Yeah. yeah. You've got a moose standing out there. That's a big target. Yeah. Yeah. So it's up to the 
it's up to the person. It, and we hear everything. You know, yeah, I, I mean, I'll hear guys say, "Oh, are you you crazy shooting five pins? Nobody should be shooting that far." Well, what does good. that mean? Like your five pin sight, just different marks, right? Okay, like so 10, 20, 30, or 20, 40. 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. Okay, right? okay. Is that so, the standard? For the most part, yeah, in your fives, your tens are easy to count, mm-hmm. you know, if you're doing a fixed pin. Now you got the single pins where you can move, mm-hmm. and your typical stuff is 20 to 100 yards based on the setup. You know, the guys that are shooting really heavy arrows, of course, are not shooting that far because mm-hmm. energy, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's per... Guy, yeah, that's a good answer. Um, I was looking for something more specific on the hunting side, but I guess it, it's just per guy, like, yeah, because what I'm learning in what I've been doing, mm-hmm. like 20 and 30 feels really good, right? 30 feels like, like, I mean, I can only imagine like an, an, a, a true sized animal standing sure. there. They look, they look really big in real life, right? Even a caribou at 100 yards looks like it's, yeah. Doesn't look a hundred yards away, and you get them in the open where there's nothing to judge off of, and yeah, yeah, your depth perception is tough, and um, especially a moose. Like Jesus, moose from forty yards is going to be a wall standing there. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, you start talking about maybe trying to take out like a blacktail or something a little bit on the smaller range, like right. But I messed around and I got to sixty yard shot. Yeah, and uh, I I was able to hit the block. Fairly consistent within like maybe like a, a ten to twelve inch group. Yeah, not near the center, but like way down low to the right. So I was able to like at least kind of like, and there's probably so many things that were factoring in in terms of like improper mechanics and things that were going on with it. But right. I just wanted to know like, can you? Because once you make that transition from thirty to forty, fifty, and then sixty, I mean, mm-hmm. you can see the arrow like right. reaching yeah. out mm-hmm. versus like. 15 20 25 it's just like you know what i mean it's like right. so the speed was yeah right yeah and then i sailed one over i kind of like pulled mm-hmm. and it went over the block and me and carlo went and tried to find it he saw the damn arrow go past yeah. 100 yards yeah into the like it went into some dirt went through some brush and like yep. into the alders he's like yeah i saw the dirt and it went over here because i had no idea and the way he walked i'm like are you sure it went that far so I took my range and it was like one ten. I'm like, wow! Like yeah. it, it, it definitely hit the dirt before that. Mm-hmm. But the fact it had enough energy to like keep going. Yeah, they're gonna keep going. Yeah, I was right. blown away. I was like, oh shit! So maybe I could see where guys are shooting eighty or hundred yards. Sure. Like it still yeah. can like. So most there. of your most of your <clears throat> bows and like your average setup, you know, with the exclusion of that heavy arrow stuff, that that arrow is going a football field in a second, right? 300 feet a second? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's really... Now, you, you had brought up way. the competition stuff. Was that what you were saying with the Sasquatch? Yeah. Or, or, yeah. Now, what about, like, Olympic stuff? You're getting into the big round bales. Okay. Depending on the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, are, is that, Got on like, vibrate. That's good. I tried. <laughs> it's all right. Is that about average, too, the 100 yard? Is there, like, super long... People are shooting 300. I have. Honestly, Could I you? Yeah, there's been some guys try. Yeah. I mean, not like to shoot something, but just like messing around. Yeah. YouTube is full of that stuff. Is it? Oh, okay. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> eye roll. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, I saw the whites of your eyes. That really rolled back so bad. Sorry. <laughs> well, in that, I mean, I'm going to like call it out for what it is. Um, with all due respect to every hardcore bow guy, 
it there's definitely a level of like arrogance sure um very strong pride um a level uh, of like pompous mm-hmm. kind of ass arrogance yeah, in, in what i've heard and seen I agree. videos um guys i've overheard talking and i'm i'll be honest i'm i'm judging sure i'm judging i'm just going like man like you know guys throwing around a ah, hundred yard shot all day i'm just like man like that seems kind of like harder than it you're making it sound right um yeah and that, and alluding to what i said earlier a buddy of mine went to uh down west and went mule deer hunting last year and the, the guys were saying they expect their clients to be able to take 100 yard shots yeah and i i thought he was joking mm. and i'm like well i is that is that possible that is it because it's so open well i i feel like if you're gonna take a client out on a hunt mm-hmm. and you're gonna tell them you're kind of giving them some guidelines and some ideas and, and kind of a rundown on how things maybe some scenarios can go yeah which i imagine guides do that you're gonna be up front or maybe even like before the guy even pays the money and the ticket to come down like yeah man we're kind of expecting you to maybe take 100 yard shots because if a guy told me that i'd be like well i'm not that guy yeah yeah you know and, and then i thought it was like was that just like some arrogant shit like is that really kind of what they do some guys do, do they expect that i mean yeah, I think to a point, some some of yeah. it's expected. And I'm not saying it's not doable. Like, right. I'm not like trying to like clown on those guys. I'm just sure. saying like it seems like they're throwing it around kind of loosely. And to me, that seems like you have to be incredibly proficient, knowledgeable, mm-hmm. experienced. Like, I mean, to ethically think you're going to shoot something that far and make a cl- a kill shot. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's pretty risky. If I ask me, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a long way to go. It yeah. is. It is. Like, it, I did that. I, like, looked 100 yards. Like, I ranged it this weekend, and I'm like, <laughs> I went all the way back and was ranged my block, and I'm like, I mean, a, that morel block is big, dude. It's like, yeah, it's like three, four by, four. three by three by. Like a four by four. Or a four by, like. yeah. I mean, it's a big ass, mm-hmm. and it looks so small. I'm like, man, that's far, dude. Yeah, and I think a lot of that comes down to, just wanting to get client shot opportunity yeah maybe stepping outside of mm. most people's opinion but i just think that's what it comes down to yeah yeah in, in, well, in, well the, in the few like times i shot you know when i was practicing over there and with dave and and shooting yours i just mentally was like man it's probably going to take me at least a year if i shot every single day to feel confident right enough to even attempt to try to shoot an animal yeah you know but that's good on you period yeah yeah i was like i just did the math i was like you know you can probably shoot you know 30 maybe 60 arrows you know 30 at a time twice Mm -hmm. a day or something like that and you'll see you get about average 50 in a day and i was like man that's gonna add up that's gonna take a lot of days to feel confident but it would come together for you faster than you think you know, and to prove that point, I was watching Brandon, right. who just started a month ago, yeah. and he's nailing every single bullseye that he wants right. to, almost every hit, you know, mm-hmm. at whatever, 30 yards or whatever that was. But it kind of gave me a little confidence, like, oh, man, if Brandon picked it up that yeah. fast, you know, I could pick it up that yeah, fast. Yeah, and that's where, you know, the new guys come in, and everybody's all kind of cautious and thinking, oh, I don't I don't know, I'm kind of timid. Yeah. <clears throat> You've got zero bad habits. You're willing, yeah. to, you're willing to learn and listen to everything that... 
anybody in the shop has to say, mm-hmm. and you soak it up like a sponge. Yeah, you can you be know? molded. I had a guy come in yesterday. He's had a used bow for a while, and he's never done anything with it. We had him in 20 minutes. He was shooting so well, he couldn't believe what was going on. He's like, oh, this is the first day I've ever shot a bow. So I've messing with him. I'm like, whatever, man. You've been doing this for years. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's easy to gain a little bit of confidence and shoot properly and shoot well mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah. But like you said. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. With the distance, you know, there's a little bit more that comes into that extreme stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I feel like I was thinking about, like, before you would even consider to take a shot on a, on a wild game animal, <clears throat> you would have had to have, like, shot enough in, like, different mm-hmm. conditions, like, different winds. Yeah. Um, dusk and dawn. Right. You know, like, th- those are going to mess kind of mess with your, your, your range and your eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and you will have – you would have shot and practiced enough in those, like – To know what's going to happen. Yeah, like, yep. what is, like, a – nine or a five knot wind do in a 10 and and a 15 and then you know and like have that like idea of kind of what the arrow does and and you've you've shot enough times like for instance like i've been going out late at night mainly for time because the freaking days are so busy and long and Mm -hmm. but um i like to go out late because it's kind of fun to shoot later and test your eye like i went out really late last night i was shooting like at midnight Nice. And oh, it was not dark, but it was like dusk. Yeah. Man, I was shooting like shit, <laughs> uh, and I was like breathing good, and my I felt everything was like I actually mechanically felt more sound than I ever have all this time. Yeah, but I couldn't hit nothing, and I was like, and I had a couple of beers, so sure. I, mean, yeah, I was like, <laughs> well, typically this is group but, tightener. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I've kind of equated it to a little bit, and and I hope this doesn't like offend any bow guy, bowling. So, like, if you've ever gone bowling for fun, right. first round's, like, choppy. Then you get a couple pitchers down. The second one, you're just, like, zoned in. Zoned. Yeah. And then the third round, you're just, like, guttering them left and right. So, it's, like, yeah. <laughs> you have this, like, little sweet spot. Yeah. So, it's, like, I kind of feel like after I've thrown maybe, like, 35 or 40 arrows, I start yeah. kind of getting maybe tired. Yeah. And well, then so I just, just stop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, come back tomorrow. Starts crushing my confidence. I'm like, oh, right. man, is I that about stuff. the average of of once you f- start feeling that fatigue, like thirty arrows? That's what I'm feeling. For you? Yeah, like once I do twenty five, it just things start to like not the consistency. Like the first ten are kind of like, eh. and then I do ten or twenty, and it's really good. And then kind of after that, it's just kind of right. like, yeah, couple are good. And but you're you know. out there by yourself. Yep. Right. Yeah. So difference from there to shop. You shoot four arrows, and we talk for an hour, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The the fatigue definitely going to get you on that. Yeah. What's, like, a good time between a shot? Like, I mean, that's probably person to person. but whatever you're feeling, right? Yeah. I mean, is it, like, I feel like maybe I just, okay, I got a little 30-minute window. Sure. Yeah. And you're tired. But then if you got, like, an hour, and I'm going to drink a beer or two while I'm doing it, I'm just Mm, like, "Mm, right. Five minutes, man, and you'll have those days, right? You yeah. go out like you said, everything's on fire, everything's firing good, you're having a good time. Some days it just it just sucks. I'm not the only one, then. No, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Good to hear. Yeah, good to hear. Uh, let's take a quick break, real quick, and we'll come back. And I want to get into some of the history you got in right Alaska. On. We'll do. Barney Sports Chalet. 
supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. Barney specializes in supplying hunters with the absolute best Alaskan-proven gear on the market for some of nature's most rugged and demanding terrain. Whether you're headed to the remote volcanic islands of the Alaska Peninsula in search of a brown bear, or the shale-infested glacial valleys of the Brooks Range for dull sheep, it is critical you choose the right gear for your dream hunt. Don't miss Barney's exclusive brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska, tested from the high mountains of Tajikistan to the extreme conditions of Alaska. These products were designed for high performance and durability. Frontier Gear was derived from decades of experience hunting big game in Alaska. Paired with other top brands, it provides you the absolute best gear selection anywhere in the world. Stop in at Barney Sports Chalet in Anchorage on Northern Lights or check out their custom website and reference tool at barneysports.com. Arbor Capital. Arbor Capital is based in Anchorage, Alaska, and it's your go-to wealth management company. Arbor Capital is at the forefront of digital assets and cryptocurrencies. If you've been looking to invest your hard-earned money or you just want to learn more about crypto, blockchain technology, or digital investments, give their website arborcapital.io a visit. What's great about Arbor is they provide a low-cost, transparent, research-based investment strategy for digital assets and traditional investments as well. ArborCapital.io is your first step in putting your money to work. Let one of Arbor's investment professionals walk you through your options for financial growth and security. Start investing for the future today at ArborCapital.io. Arbor Capital, your Alaska digital asset company. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. At Total Truck, you can find brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Linings Bedliners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Alaska Overlander provides 4x4 vehicles and expedition trailers custom modified for Alaskan adventures and outfitted with rooftop tents, fridges, and all the camping and cooking gear you need to start exploring. Visit them at alaskaoverlander.com. It's it's getting lushed out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so back. I want I want to kind of get into um, you know your history um, your history and, and when you moved to Alaska I don't know if you were born here or not and and then also not only your Alaska history but your your bow history okay. like what got you into that and then what led you to eventually sure. you know opening that oh, store oh boy here we go yep. All right, so we got all night, bro. Oh man, <laughs> no time a, limit. Got so. a cooler full of these. Uh, oh, yeah, we have good. two refrigerators full. Yes, <laughs> so that's right. So I shot bow as a kid back in Florida. Born and raised in Florida. What um, part? Outside of Tampa, a little strawberry town called Plant City. Okay, yep. I went to University of Tampa. Small oh, fun my fact there. Gosh. One year, and then my mom said, "Come home." Oh. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Funny thing, real quick, there was a guy in there today that knew some people that lived in Dover. Uh huh. Which is Dover is like the butte of Plant City. Okay. I, okay. I, it's just crazy. People yeah. come in with that stuff. <laughs> so just mostly hog hunting, Florida redneck, right? Growing up on a farm, shooting bows shooting arrows into the sky and hoping we don't hit the cows and everybody else and just having a good time. (laughs) 
but I hung out at some local bow shops there before I got my license, started driving, you know, and found beer and girls, stuff like that. <clears throat> so nothing competition-wise, but just hunting, having a good time with the boys. Um, fast forward, I've had family here for a long time in Alaska since the 80s. Um, talked my wife into marrying me and moving up here. Followed my mom and dad. And uh, I moved up with Cat. So I worked with Caterpillar back home out of Tampa. Okay. Mechanic, heavy mechanic. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Got on with NC up here. And mm. it's not a transfer, but it's the same line of work, right? So yeah. I finally talked those guys into hiring me from Florida. And here yeah. we are, 2008. Uh, summertime, my wife's pregnant with our first kid. We don't really know anybody other than a couple of guys at work. So I, I go to Sportsman's Warehouse and buy a bow. Because I want to, I want to bow hunt moose. I want to bow hunt caribou, right? And I want to go bear baiting and have all the good stuff Alaska's got to offer. Because I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Drug my wife up here away from the family. She thinks we're here for two years and we're going back to the swamp, right? Gotcha. So I'm trying to hurry up and get it done. <laughs> uh, buy a bow. Talk to some guys at work, and they're like, "Oh, hey, there's a bow shop. They just opened up in Wasilla." So there I go. I go in there, start asking for help and talking and having a good time and just. Hit it off with those guys in there. What uh, shop was that? That was Screaming Eagle. Oh, oh, was, yeah. oh okay. 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 And I don't know the exact timeline. Tony opened that somewhere 2008 or around there when I got here, I think. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Wayne was, uh, was the main mechanic in there at the time, the main boat guy. Um, just instant buddies with Wayne and his wife, Char, right, right out of the gate. Drinking beers after, after having a good time, doing some hunting. Some bumble fart hunting, bumble fuck hunting is what we call it. Pardon my <laughs> French, but that was Wayne's term for what I do. There's no sen there's no sensor here. Yeah, so yeah, well, yeah. Try to be nice. But. <laughs> uh, so just started hanging out at the shop a lot. That's where we met everybody that we're still friends with. We you know we didn't have any friends here, so our now we call them family. We met at Screaming Eagle. Yeah, we mm -hmm. met there shooting bows. I got my wife shooting bow. Her first animal she took was a black bear with a bow. Like, my wife never Badass. killed a squirrel or anything, right? Nothing with guns. She was just black bear with a bow. Yeah. And we're off. She loves bow hunting. Um, Wayne and Tony kind of started splitting up, I think. Uh, there was a guy stepped in. I talked to Tony about buying the shop in 2012. And this guy, Rich uh, Hamby, he bought it for a couple months and had some family stuff go on. I was still interested, so I bought the shop from him. and. Mm. Here we are. Yeah. Wow. That was 2000, April 2013. Yeah. Just Quite getting back plunge, into it yeah. here. Yeah, it all kind of happened pretty quick. I mean, <clears throat> just looking to do something other than work for other guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, having a love of hunting and not not like a hardcore archery background like some people expect. Like, there's guys that know way more than I do, right? I'm mm -hmm. not scared to say that. I learn something new every day. Yep. Um, we've we've been lucky we got this guy andrew wilson he's running my fairbanks store the man is he knows stuff that i didn't even know happened right yeah. but we learn stuff off each other every day um we got a pretty good team going had those uh had those ups and downs and just keep kicking butt and we hired a new guy uh craig's on with us now i got a couple of part-time guys mm -hmm. just trying to head down and grind and keep having fun helping people get into shooting bows was it always the same store, the same location that when you bought it, or did we, you? We did. So when we bought it, I didn't want to change the name and get into all that because there was mm -hmm. there was a few stores that were pre 
Screaming Eagle. There was uh, the biggest one we hear out there was Fletcher's, right? And then uh, Judy and them had Bear Paw Archery. Um, she gave up the retail. She closed the retail, but we went and approached her and just brought her in because she's so awesome with the kids. So Judy's been mm. a vital part of our mm. homeschool lessons, learning, like keeping the kids going and all that. So Judy's been teaching kids out there in the valley forever with the archery stuff. So we had the retail stuff going, kind of knew who everybody was, but we didn't know everybody. Um, just approached Judy. Now she's, you know, we're all part of the family with, with her. She's a big part of what we do with the lesson stuff. But mm -hmm. So she come in with us. So we kept Screaming Eagle just so it would stay the same. You know, that was Tony's store name i believe from his dad being in the military i think is where that goes back to so we just kept it that way we did move locations around a little bit we tried a bigger shop a big range kind of a little further out of town <clears throat> but it was it was honestly it was kind of a pain of butt to get to okay. it wasn't extremely convenient to access yeah was that the old uh um, the big shop on the hill there? Yeah, the blue shop, right? The blue shop. Okay, yep. that's where I first saw you guys. Yeah, so yeah. those guys were, of course, property investors, and they lived Arizona somewhere. They didn't even live here, and they never wanted to sell the building. Mm -hmm. um, so we started looking back. We'd known uh, Roy Roth and, and Jill Roth for a long time, so mm -hmm. we were, we'd met Roy for years, you know, shooting bows down there with Wayne and, you know, got to meet him and, you know, Cameron Haynes when he comes here with Roy because they're buddies way back when. Cool. So it was fun to be a part of that and be Roy's go-to place. And um, I know he passed away on the hill hunting sheep, a mm -hmm. pioneer. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we approached Jill and we're able to purchase their building. So now we're in the building that Roy built. So oh, oh way cool! A little house of Roy stuff going on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're able to purchase it. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's yours, right? Oh, congratulations, a, man! That's badass. Yeah, thanks. <clears throat> yeah. So. Roy built that building and they kind of added on it was office spaces and rentals and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think he sold he, he subdivided that lot basically and sold a portion of that to Tony to build a bow shop on. Mm. So there's another business there zero lot line. We're in the building attached to where we initially started. Okay. Right. Yep. And that would gave you the the ability to do your certified indoor range. Right, yeah, yep. the certified twenty yards, yep. yep. So you can do all your all your competitions, all your legal stuff, yeah. Yep. Yep. Is this it here that is this the where is this? This looks like a gym. Yeah, so Roy Roy's cousin, Chris Stringer, passed away in a boating accident years ago. Mm. So he built the Chris Stringer Memorial basketball gym. Oh. So Roy was coaching the I believe the Palmer High School guys, his, his kids and all the guys there, like there's handprints in the concrete and they've all signed the wall. Like we kept all that Sick. stuff there. <clears throat> but all that, all the lines are just painted in on the plywood strips, right? And they're rolling mm -hmm. them put in there. And we didn't want to go in and change anything up. So, no, it looks yeah, that's cool that a, you did that. We've got a range on a basketball gym. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it gives it a really cool um, flair. And and in history, yeah, and it's classic Alaska. It's been changed every summer yeah. for twenty years, right? It's oh, let's add this on, let's build this, yeah. let's yep. build this, and yeah, you kind of walk in and come downstairs. Of course, we get gruffed at for having to walk down some stairs from time to time, but mm -hmm. that's just what we've got. Oh, the yeah. actual range is down. Yeah, so you yeah. come in the retail, and when you walk in, there's just a nice landing up top, and then you actually come down stairs into the retail and the in the range is all downstairs 
Cool. It's nice and cool right now. We do have AC. Oh, really? oh, oh really? That's the highlight. What <laughs> the hell in Alaska? <laughs> uh, someone's right. smart. Someone's smart. So let me backtrack a little bit. When Nobody you uh, when you were working for NC up here, and then you decided that you were going to buy uh, the shop, right? Was it just like both feet in? You quit your job and went for it, or were you no. kind of trying to do a one half foot in? <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you know, had a just, good job going with NC. I'm sure, right? right? Yeah, it was awesome. You know, yeah. getting to travel, see the stuff, a lot of work at Fort Knox and the gold mines, and seeing all yeah. the all the huge equipment. None of that. Stuff oh, so had. you were like a mobile? Uh, no, like we would just go to camp where camp? if somebody needed stuff, I'm, I wasn't scared to just go. I want to go see it, you know, right? Because yeah. I come yeah. from Florida with yeah, the smaller equipment and all this gold mining stuff here is crazy. It's huge, right? You know, we put together some loaders. These things have got twelve foot tall tires and. <laughs> I mean turbos that I can get in. Who doesn't want to look in one of those? Yeah, right. right. So it's it was fun to see some of that stuff and see how all that worked. Yeah, we had uh, we had some growing pains, but we we just did what we could. Mm-hmm. So we hired a, a guy of ours, a buddy of ours at the time was Gordon Gordon Allington. He come in and run the shop for us full time with Beth and I trying to do what we could and still, you know, still maintain the family and the, the full-time work and the benefits and, and keep all that stuff going and just slowly hope to grow and get better. Yeah. Yeah. At what God, what point did you go thing. full, like, that's it, I got to concentrate full, all the way on send? this thing? I was kind of forced out. I had a supervisor there that eventually said, you know, you need to decide between your oh. business and mm. us. Of course, that was one of those backside conversations that the company didn't know about. But, I, you know, at that point, I was tired of being around that guy. It was just a negative thing to be with. Yeah. Yeah, nobody and, and we that were, in their life. We were kind of at that point where it was like, all right, we're either going to sell this off or go for it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we went for it full time. That's awesome. And then uh, – That's kind of scary, though, huh? Oh, of course, man. <laughs> it's got to be. Yeah. You still got to pay the, yeah. the mortgage and, and then the – But we had some fun stuff like uh, – uh jonah jonah stewart with jonah's uh outfitters he let me come in and guide some brown bear hunts for him so we were doing some guiding and some okay. fun work and playing and just trying to do advertising and figure things out and just keep keep working keep grinding yeah yeah that's how it goes man i mean people yeah. think they're just going to start something and it's just going to fly but it's a lot of uh doing what you've been doing right. as you build yeah, that dream of yours until it finally becomes you know successful enough for you to make that full transition. Yeah, nine years coming in. Yeah, since we purchased the business, I went full time, fifteen, sixteen, somewhere in there. So yeah, six years, just my wife and I, and then you know we've had Gordon helped us for a couple of years there. Um, Andrew's been part time and this and that, and he's been running the shop full time since we started that in Fairbanks. Mm. I've had some part-time guys. You know, we got Dylan who's my part-time kid. He's doing great. We've had Walter and a few guys come through that just help us out and just keep going. The shop guys come in, help fill in. Yeah. Yeah, Craig's full-time now, right? Yeah, and that, that's – it sounds like to me, um, as you've assembled your, your team, yeah. it sounds like they're doing it probably more out of passion for sure. what they're doing. Right. I mean, obviously, there's some income and, and yeah. the Benny's, business and all. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, it's uh, – they love it. Right. Right? Yeah, it's just, you know, you want the guys to be knowledgeable about equipment, try to try to steer people in the right direction and keep some opinions out of it. I mean, there's a million ways to do this archery stuff, right? And none of them's wrong. It's just whatever the person wants to do. Yeah. You yeah. want to yeah. shoot an 80-pound bow? Great. 
you want to shoot a 40 pounder? Sure. Let's go. You know, right. it's whatever you want to do. Um, we, we did expect to have just a ton of people want to run the Fairbanks store. Mm-hmm. That has not been the case. You know, all the guys mm-hmm. up there that are knowledgeable and know their stuff are typically your military guys. Well, they got a full-time gig. This is their hobby. Yeah. They don't want to be in there working. So that, that shop is busy. It is crazy up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the thought process there? Like we, we got uh we want, we have the money to expand and it's looking like we should go North versus South. Right. What were you guys thinking there? Yeah. You know, the, that area because of the highway, the highway, the Dalton highway stuff, all the caribou hunting mm. going on up there. Um, Fairbanks is your, I believe your next largest town over. Mm-hmm. You got yeah. In the yeah. Valley population the wise. Yeah. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So population wise, it just made sense. Oh, Jamie's got that covered down south. So Dalton wise, you know, like I said, Northern simulators down there, he's got that covered. So, um, lots of phone calls for the last couple of years from Fairbanks area, looking for stuff, bows, equipment, Having to always mail stuff, uh, and ship demand stuff, right? Building. So it gets into that gray area with shipping bows, right? Because you're <clears throat> technically you're not supposed to ship bows. No, the Matthews and the Hoyt. You know, if somebody calls me up and says, "Hey, mail me a bow," like that's a big no-no. Like a bush order or something, you can't. That's that's okay, a little that's bit different. Commercial. Right. So, so if you have a dealer in the area, okay, right? Like I'm not going to mail a bow to Anchorage because these guys are here, and I'm not going to mail a bow to Soldotna because Jamie's got that covered, right? Yeah, yeah. So they try to force you to go to the local dealer mm. um, with whatever happened. Like I said, I don't know the whole story with up there, but we started getting a lot of phone calls on a lot of people. We have customers come down on a weekend. Hey, oh, I'm wow. coming down from Fairbanks. Can you set me up in a day and send me back home? Yeah, absolutely. You're driving down. Sure, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So just the just the interest from the Fairbanks area is something that we thought we needed to move for. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I've been hunting up there the last 10 years. Right in that area and uh i mean i've always known being a lifelong alaska and fairbanks community is huge on hunting i mean obviously sure. you live in fairbanks your interior alaska you're in like the motherland right of hunting trapping fishing yeah, all the you know good stuff. all the good mm-hmm. stuff um and and while their population is obviously much less than anchorage valley area uh it makes sense that there would be such a high demand up there because, again, right. the community and culture of the area is hunting. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And those military guys, you know, they're all looking and then, for something And the military to boys, too. And yeah. it's, it's kind of on the same thing that I said when I got here. I didn't know how long I was going to be here. Yep. Um, they want to get it done while they're here. You know, they want to go shoot a caribou and a moose. Yeah, they're stationed a, here for four years. Right. They want to get it done. I'm on a time frame. bow hunting, yep. Iowa, or wherever you're from, and... Yeah, they know what they're they they know how to hunt with it exactly. Yeah, how's the um, husband wife? Oh, you're gonna ask it? Gonna <laughs> yeah, ask man, that. I'm very curious about that because right. I asked because my wife, the dream team, yeah, <laughs> wants nothing to do with my business. I mean, she'll sure. if I ask her like, "Hey, I really need you to do this," she will. Yeah. but I don't oh, ask the, mo- her. the momager. Yeah, yeah, I don't want the momager <laughs> coming through and trying nice. to momager me. Um, so I'm just curious that. on that. Yeah. Like, does it does it put a lot of strain on the outs? You know, do you kind of separate it, or how how do you guys work that out? Yeah, you know, Beth does all the backside, the hard stuff, all the irritating paperwork, and the she's the unsung hero, yeah, really, right? Yeah. I mean, she's probably you said you she, you walk in, she's the boss, right? Right? Yeah, but, that's the boss. But yeah. that's where like that 
the back end stuff is yeah all the accounting stuff all mm-hmm. that making sure we've got what we need mm-hmm. <clears throat> inventory those and bills all. doing that stuff taking care of all the emails you know it's crazy the stuff she puts up with and it's we kind of laugh it's kind of sad at the amount of people that come in and say i can never work with my spouse and, mm. and we're like man we get to be together all day we have fun yeah. I mean, yeah, every now and then she wants to strangle me, but that's yeah. just, that's, well, you know, what are husbands for, man? I mean, yeah. we're punching bags. That's what we're right. Yeah, I mean, we kind of laugh at some people come in just to have a show because we're, I don't know, we, we have a lot of fun through the you day. You the banter and the fun stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, we're having fun and popping yeah. jokes and being silly. and Yeah, but we're all in there that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she has her stuff that she does, and I just... You know, they call it customer relations. I get to talk and have fun and talk about hunting and do all the fun stuff that, that everybody wants to come in and talk about. But she's really good at that stuff, too. You know, like <clears throat> leaving here today, she's setting up a bow, doing stuff for a guy, Justin Drawling, putting in a peep, getting him set up with arrows, just taking care of whatever needs to be done. Yeah. She's a badass. She's killed a couple of moose with her bow, right? Oh, some, wow. A lot of bears. We've done some Africa stuff. That was a pretty good time over there with some people we met, but... Yeah, she just likes to bow hunt and get after it. So when those guys come in, they're like, oh, you know, there's a lady behind the counter. Like, man, yep. she knows more stuff than, yeah. <laughs> yeah. than most of the people walking in. Yep. So the only thing she can't do is pull a bow back, you know, a long draw length or heavy poundage. Other than that, she's tuning and doing whatever needs to be mm-hmm. done, taking care of the guys, make sure everybody's happy. Yeah. So we've kind of we've kind of gone to where I'll take most of the guys that come in and then with the ladies and the kids that are coming in because that's starting to be more than the guys. Yeah. We kind of talked about that earlier, you know, kids bringing everybody in. So Beth will take the kids or the ladies, something like that, and then we'll we'll do everything else. But, yeah, yeah we split it and we have fun. That's good. That's yeah. awesome. And then you, we mentioned earlier you have a daughter, right? Yep. Is daughter that and a son. daughter and a son? Mm-hmm. What's, how old are they? My daughter's 13. My boy's 10. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Are they running around the shop all day with you guys? Mm, they're spoiled. Beth's mom, Beth's mom and dad moved up a few years ago. Like I said, my mom and dad moved up before us. Um, lost my mom a while back. Cancer got her, but my dad's still around taking care of the kids, taking them fishing. Nice. And then Beth's mom and dad are in. Of course, Beth's dad's still working a little bit, but they're, they are From there. From Florida, but, too. Yeah. They came up. Nice. Yep. That had to make it a lot easier on the whole right. thing, right? Like, yeah, like you know, the establishing your roots here sure. and then deciding you're going to yep. buy a business and now you're like all in. Right. Now yeah, you've got the family support. Yeah, we kind of talked about that two years thing with Kat, and then we're going back home. But just the longer we were here, the more we realized that we were just better off. You know, there's mm. just a better way of living. There's more work. There's better work. There's more stuff to do. you got hunting and fishing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just where we wanted to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, eventually they followed us up, having a good time. You know, we, we want to see the kids shoot. My daughter has picked it up in the last few months. You know, she's crazy shooting one of them back tension hinge releases. I don't even, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you want to pull a trigger. But she oh, likes Oh, is that that like? Yeah, where you're just pulling through like a hinge click. Yeah, yeah I seen a, a guy kill a New Mexico elk. Mm-hmm. And he had this like aluminum <laughs> thing. And I'm like, oh, that's got to just be some next level shit. I was like, I didn't even know what that was. Yeah. It's like not, not the regular release. Yeah. I don't know if that makes it harder or something or. Uh, supposed to help you aim better who knows oh mm-hmm. okay some of those guys will tell you yeah the trigger yeah, look at preference thing right yeah but yep. she likes that stuff she likes the target side you know that that bow is teal it's the craziest blue electric teal thing you've ever oh, seen sure mm. she wants to hunt with it sure yeah. 
Let's go. Yeah. All right. My boy, he's he has fun. He wants, wants to do a little bit of hunting, but he is the hardcore fishing. He don't get that from me. Uh, All he wants to do is go fishing. Yeah. So Grandpa takes him fishing. Perfect, man. Have a good time. Yep. Yeah. I, I want to backtrack passions. a little bit more. When you're talking about living in Florida and hog hunting, is are you hunting hogs in Florida? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't what, even know that was oh a no, thing. That, yeah, they're all. I over thought the that south. was more like Texas, Louisiana. Yeah, it's all like, south. All yeah. that, including right? including there. Yeah, just eat up. So yeah. we used to do it for fun with dogs, you know, on the side mm-hmm. of the road, just go catch them and try to not get shot at by the guy that you were trespassing on his property, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, now they pay you to come in and clean and up the errati- golf Eradicate right. almost, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's getting big, man, isn't it? They're out of control, aren't they? Yeah, it's pretty wild. We've got a little piece of property in Tennessee, and the, the feeders are knocked over. There's borogs walking around, walking under this table. It's just crazy. Mm. They're everywhere. Do you still get a chance to go down and – do you guys do still hog hunt? Yeah. 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 So <clears throat> Florida, not so much. Um, my grandma's there. I haven't been back in a while. Um, and then most of the best families, you know, her mom and dad's here. My grandparents are gone. And, mm-hmm. um, we've kind of got attached to the Tennessee, Kentucky area. We got some mm-hmm. some pretty good friends there. We met with mutual friends. We have a really good time with them. We did some hunt swap, some bear stuff. And I, I'm a whitetail freak. I love whitetail hunting. Yeah. That's just what I want to go do. Um, so we still get to go back down quite a bit and play. Um, you know, we've talked about that Hall Road hunt. Mm-hmm. I've never done that. I've never hunted caribou on the Dalton Highway. We're so busy during hunting season. It's just. Yeah, how know, do you with, get away, huh? With Beth and I running the shop for the last couple of years with minimal help. And, the, and, you know, it's hunting season. So everybody that, that can help. They're on. Yeah. Sorry, so, can't work for yeah. like three weeks. I'm out. <laughs> Got to go. We always joke about having a work calendar. I don't, it, we wouldn't do any good anyway. Yeah. Because <laughs> you want them to come back, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so well, that's funny. You say, that's the same thing that Kevin said, you know, the owner oh, of, his, of Barney's yeah. up there. Oh, yeah. He's like, I never get to hunt like right. the main season because that's the busy season. Says mm-hmm. the guy with all the awesome sheep pictures. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah he still gets after it. <laughs> yeah. Don't let him lie to uh-huh. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he likes his one, you know, his one main. Yeah, yeah you got to get the one. Right? Yep. Yeah. So what what's happened over the last couple of years is we'll get to you know a little bit of moose hunt, a little bit of bear hunt, or a little bit of this, and then uh, November, I'm you're I'm gone. Go- I'm gone. I'm white to yep. hunting somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Getting away for a couple of weeks. We'll take that couple of days before thanksgiving and kind of roll it into that and then show back up for black friday so everybody can do their holiday christmas shopping and yeah yeah what do you what do you enjoy so much about the whitetail it's just it's my animal okay okay none of them none of them to me are the same gotcha and it is just i don't know that's your animal i I feel like people have that mine i feel is a caribou right yeah it is yeah you know yep. i've shot lots of caribou and it's just like what my family likes to eat and you yeah. know i like i love hunting care i love that open country yeah like i've that. i've really grown to like that a lot we've done that steez highway hunt a couple of times uh-huh. in the mm-hmm. last few yep. years mm-hmm. that's exciting yeah. yeah but the country is just you get out there it's massive oh my gosh it's amazing it just rolls forever right. yeah. yeah that's yeah, a good that's, time that's fun are you bow or or rifle or both oh, or man. all bow? I will just put the three thirty eight on something quick. Yep. Okay. No, nice. No, <laughs> no, no. I, I, hey, I appreciate your um, your answer yeah. to, to your you want a bow shot. 
Yeah. You'd think, oh, yeah, I don't I don't even do anything. Mm. I don't pick a bow. It's like, no, I'll, I'll grab the rifle. You're a hunter. I'm a hunter, man. Yep. yep. My wife loves to bow hunt. She she will, she wants to go. Her bucket list hunt is elk. She mm-hmm. wants a bow hunt elk. She don't want to take a rifle. She don't care if they're 100 yards. Great. That's all we got. Yeah. Yeah. Me, not too much. No. We've done the steeps with the guns. Of course, we're trying to get the kids on them, you know, mm-hmm. and then the last couple of days, you know, we're getting to where we got to go. We'll take some meat and take a decent yep. little thing, some home, so it's not a wasted trip. We got some meat in the freezer, right? Yeah. Um, last year, we got to go on an epic moose hunt. Mm-hmm. This uh, I met this guy through the shop, of course. He's calling about equipment, uh, James. Just a phenomenal guy been talking to him for a few years and he's like come moose hunt with me come moose hunt come moose hunt and I'm, you know i don't you don't want to go invade on the family right? yeah mm-hmm. even though you're being invited it's kind of like man it's a coveted thing when a guy's yeah. got a camp and just crew and it's their family and spot yeah, yeah, right yeah. so he called me last year he's like i'm not taking over an answer i was like all right my wife wants to come he says wife comes too yep so hey, huh. next thing i know we're on a boat to emo mnemonic down yep. the yukon just oh cool Oh, the wow. moose out there are amazing. I've yeah. never seen anything. Is like that any bull? It is. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. So we we hunted a few days. I can't. They wouldn't let me take my gun. Right. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we had it, but they wouldn't let me take close. it. Out, they wouldn't let me take it out of camp. Yeah. So okay. James has got his bow. And my wife's got her bow, and I got my bow. And this beautiful bull is on the other side of the river, just thrashing. And he started to swim a few times, and he wouldn't, and he'd Kept, leave. Kept, like, tiptoeing in and going I back. I mean, uh, probably a 60, low 60s, four brow tines on it. Just, just a, a beast. Oh, my God, he's beautiful. Oh, yeah. I got pictures of him. Yep. And that's all we got. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. A couple of days <laughs> later, um, we're, we're got this nice cabin. That, well, I call it nice. And out there where we were, that was a really nice cabin. Yeah, if you're standing at a cabin, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, James's family. The shelter's they, really nice. Yeah, it was amazing with wood burning stove in it. So Beth is up. Of course, I'm being lazy. I'm tucked in the sleeping bag. She's making coffee and she goes, There's a bull outside. James is like, How big is he? And she goes, I don't know. It's a bull. And he says, Well, you can you can go shoot him if you want. Like if you're you, you want to hunt that one. So we go out there and he's like 41, mm-hmm. 30 yards right outside of the cabin with the crocs on. Kabunk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 60 yard pack back oh, to the cabin that, oh, that sounds about right right absolutely man <laughs> yeah james got his and of course mine come down to the last evening and the last day and the last hour and that uh 11 what do they call it yeah, 11th hour gosh, or it was whatever. terrible Bull? standing there and with i got my rifle on my back and my bow in my hand and james like give me the rifle i'm like not this time buddy <laughs> <laughs> you know the cows get in our wind and they bust us and he takes off running so I shot him with a rifle at like 38 yards. But who's my biggest bull? 58. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, man. Good for you. Yeah. Hell, yeah. That's awesome. So Yeah, you weren't like, yeah, you were not hesitating to put that bow uh, down. And, no, I won't. Yeah. It's sad, but yeah. not for no, me. No, I mean, I don't, I don't see it that way. Right. I think if it's like your time and it's going to happen. Sure. Just like wifey. She, coffee, Crocs, right. pull down. Yeah. Bam. It was meant to be. Super happy. That's how, that. that's her story. That fun. Yeah. yeah, that's her bow kill. Yeah. We, hunt, we hunted a lot of moose that week with him. Just missed opportunities or, or not close enough. You know, that 100, 120 yards and some bulls and this. Oh, Had a fantastic time. I've never seen anything like that in my life. It was amazing. Calling them in and doing the thing. They and, weren't so responsive that that 
I was thinking they would be. Okay. Um, like you could just get one just, to just. There were, there were some you could pull up, you see a couple of nice bulls fighting, do some calls, and they just kind of look at you. And yep. Yeah. They go the other way. Well, whatever. Yeah, they got to be good. in the mood. Yeah, it was a good time. Nice. Uh, how was your moose call? I don't have one. James no? was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you never even tried? No. Oh, no. don't come uh, on! Not out loud. Not when anybody no. was around. I was gonna say you've been Just out in there the shower. Around. You yeah. see the red face? <laughs> <laughs> I do. He's blushing a little yeah. bit, isn't he? Yeah. He's gonna go home and practice in the shower. You, like you know what's funny? You, you asked that because I, I think he was alluding to seeing if we could get one out of you. Yeah, yeah not gonna but I, I'm, I don't that's, think I'll, that's why the red come on. Okay, yeah, that's, okay, he's like, yeah, no, motherfuckers, ain't gonna go. No, ain't gonna sound like a used up hooker. <laughs> Uh, that could be a good call. Uh, mm. No, but I, it's like there's like a tremendous amount of confidence that has to go into. Right. I mean, doing it by yourself can be humiliating sure. enough. But if you like got a, some, a group of guys <laughs> and you're like, you kind of have this audience and you're just yeah. not sure. And it, it's like you either like got it and you want to do it yeah. and work on the craft of it. Right. Or you're like, I just hunt and the homie does it. Yeah. You know, mm, this like, dude's scraping, this dude's calling, yeah. I'm glassing. That's my that's my yeah. my role. My dad and Uncle Mark, <laughs> I've watched them guys call moose across the swamp, make them bulls swim, get up here and stare at you in the face. Yep. It's amazing. Drooling and yeah. puffing and puffing and mm -hmm. yep. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It that's is crazy. uh when you said your animal, I, I, I feel like mine's the moose. I think so. I mean I just you know, we've had a, a lot of uh fortunate events and and blessed with a, a good area yeah where we we by no means do we have like numerous amounts of big trophy huge bulls or anything like that but right we we see enough um i just call it habitat watching because you just get to see them just yeah. doing their thing do what they do and that is the coolest damn right. thing to watch with moose because you can manipulate them and you can talk to them and you yeah. can like you know versus like a bear or something where you, you can't it's kind of hard to get them to come in right. you know if you're not feeding or doing that kind of thing and i i've had the uh i've been lucky enough to call call in quite a few and nice. and feel that like success of you're talking to them yeah. talking to them get them in and your partner shoots it or you shoot it and or you know whatever right. sometimes you don't shoot them but you called him in and you just like got him up close to realize he wasn't legal and it was like it was almost just as successful as taking it yeah to know you got him to come in yeah you're a part of it right. yeah exactly but i oh, mean lately i feel like man bears are pretty cool too yeah. like i i feel like mm. there's just something about hunting bears mm -hmm. to me so i'm like wavering between if it's like is it moose or bear? Like I, I, I love agree. the the calling of the moose and mm -hmm. the the whole process, but there's something about watching bears that's right. There's like a uh, mystical might be kind of when they look at you and you can see they're thinking about you. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're going, hmm. What's this yeah. guy doing? Yeah, I went looking at my soul a few weeks <laughs> back and. Um, it got a little sketchy, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I told the story. Yeah, I got charged. Oh, and right. Yeah, my buddy was was hunting with a bow. Mm. Uh, you have to listen to episode seven. Was it sixty seven eight seven? Yeah, I, I, I tell the story in detail. I won't go crazy into because sure. the, yeah, the listeners already heard it. But um, yeah, we the whole intention was to get this was mm. to get a bear with a bow. He left his rifle at home. Nice. And I was like, oh, cool. Well, that makes this easy. You bow hunt, I'll back you up. 
this that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got within 35, 40 yards of a, of a nice brown bear that was protecting a moose kill, which we found out oh, later. Right. That's, yeah. That's why he charged. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and ended up having to take him with my rifle. Sure. Because it got too close. Too, too hairy. Right. Way hairy. Uh, but yeah, the damn thing looked me in my, my eyes. Yeah, you can see it. With him. his mouth open. Right. You know, it was just like really. So I kind of asked you guys about that. You were asking for crazy bear stories. Yeah. 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 Yes. I got to get you in touch with the guy out there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, it's something we're going to probably pursue this winter when we're not so crazy busy and, sure. and uh we'll take note of that and give all these people the chance to um give us their story we kind of want to do a uh right like a series thing there yeah he's got a good one yeah Barry ripped the shotgun out of his hand bit his hand and just left oh <laughs> sounds like he got lucky there <laughs> yeah he does yeah, yeah that that's the that's the shit we're talking about like right. there's you know i had crazy. a close encounter but right. some folks have had some like like mm-hmm. physically touched the bear, bear touched yeah. them type yeah. encounters, and mm-hmm. yeah, that'll be fun, man. Because there's, I mean, you you can read all those like bear books, yeah. You know the the bear stories. Oh, that was my favorite as a kid. Oh yeah, and those freak you the fuck out, don't just, they, man? Just full just, nightmare. <laughs> just <in the> t- <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I I think I was just talking to my neighbor's uh, girlfriend. She she brings her kid over every day for the day, and she she's been. Hey, I want to hear that bear story. Hear that bear story. Mm. She finally caught me. I was watering the grass. I was just out there with a cold beer, just watering the grass. She said, hey, I think you got a few minutes to tell me that story now. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so nice. she walks over, and her dad's like a old school, like been hunting since the 60s. Tons of bear stories. Right. Been charged, you know, uh, you know, killed stuff, had bears come in, like the whole nine. And So she's been around it, heard about it, and I yeah. got a chance to finally share it with her. And uh it's really it, it's interesting when you share your experience with somebody because if you're an alaskan and you like to play around in the outdoors yeah i think everybody's kind of like almost waiting for their moment mm-hmm. where they have like something kind of happen yeah whether it's just an encounter where they see it too close for comfort and it just bear just screws off which right. happens most of the time sure but they're uh they're 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 really they're very engaged to know about like you can t- I can go to to work or something and tell them oh, I'm moose hunting and we shot a moose and you tell them a story and they're just like oh cool you know I've heard a hundred of those but you tell them a bear encounter that's kind of sketchy they're like oh what yeah you got it I go hiking all the time I mountain bike I fish the Russian I I you know and then so I think it helps give them perspective on um, the ultimate respect for what the predator is and what they're capable of. And so it kind of almost like resets your mind. Like, all right. Yep. Don't forget your bear spray. Don't Mm -hmm. forget your 44. Like you, you, if you haven't, if you haven't had any things happen in years and someone tells you a story, you're kind of like, Oh shit, I should probably like re up my, my conscious on, on bear stuff. Yeah. Cause Uh, they, they need to be respected. Yeah, oh, for sure. You know. It was, uh, I looked it up. It's episode 66. Mm. Um, Raw Organic Fuel was the name of that mm-hmm. with uh, Tristan Buchanan from Create 38. Um, the story is right in the beginning. So mm-hmm. if you don't want to hear the it's whole like episode. It's like a half an hour. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to say it's like 30, 40 minutes. So episode that, 66, if you want to just hear that, mm-hmm. that, that bear story. Yeah, I, cool, I should man. clip that actually and just put like the YouTube part of that. It'd be fun. Yeah. yeah that'd be a good idea. It's not over exaggerated either. It's right. 100% like yeah. detailed, true, and. 
Yeah, and I, I was just telling my neighbor, too, I was, I was really, I, I felt, like, really guilty because, you know, I realized, because this is the first time I've gone hunting with somebody specific with Bo, yeah. so I'm with my, with my partner, Chad. He's been on the podcast, Chad Arntz, Mountain Division. He's been on the podcast quite a few times and Badass Hunter, and, and uh, we went out last year, and he wanted to take a sheep with a bow. I wonder why the thing keeps shutting off so early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like maybe the timer or something changed. Um, we have like a timed out lighting in this right. studio. Yeah. The motion sensor. Um, it was really like humbling because <laughs> it was funny because I, I, I throw this out on chat all the time. So he brought his 300. He forgot the ammo. Oh. And this is like the most prepared dude yeah. ever. And he, and he brings this like custom built badass rifle you know, his loads are all custom, mm-hmm. and the, this shit's dialed. And he forgets his fucking ammo. <laughs> he's like, well, I'm just bringing the bow now. You know, like, I don't have a choice. Yeah. I mean, he had my rifle, but he's like, I'm not, no, I'm I'm stuck now. So moving forward into this bear hunt, he brought the bow only and his pistol, you know, and he had backup. But I, I've, the, the respect now for going on a hunt, specific to take an animal with a bow yeah changed my perspective on on a stock on an approach on like everything kind of how you like gauge when you actually find an animal decide you might make a play how you're going to go about it like it changed everything right it just opened up this whole new world now i'm mm-hmm. like wow this is i mean i want to go on a hunt e- even if i have zero uh participation in taking an animal just to go and watch it yeah. and be part of it it's fun i mean getting into the sensory range of an animal really really close which mm-hmm. is what you pretty much have to do with bow yeah even 100 yards is close right 60 yards 50 yeah. yards 40 yards 30 yards right you see some of these guys that take peninsula bears and kodiak bears and and you know they're they're like 10 yards away yeah. and it's like that is fucking intense. Right. Yeah, that's scary. And, shit. and, and yeah, it, my the, boy's bear last year, Father's Day last year, right before he shot him, climbed the tree, was right at the base of the tree stand at the bait. Oh, bay. wow. Yep. That was a good time. Yeah. yeah he's basically <laughs> sniffing your feet. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, you just yeah, can't. Getting in that close is. Yeah. And with a, with a rifle, y- you know where your like range is. And then like the 100 yard mark is like, I don't know. That's where I like to try to. Yeah, you don't oh, get yeah. it an animal because sure. I fucking make the best ethical shot. Yeah, but you 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 know that there's like this this like um, uh, tolerance or whatever. There's like I know I can do this thing within 150 to 300 yards. Yeah, with a bow you're kind of like man, this thing's gonna be close. Like however you shake it, it's gonna right. it's gonna be close. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. There's just like a that's no, a different really feel. exciting yeah. like yeah it is a different now i'm feel. like man i just anytime anybody's gonna go bow hunting for something i just want to go and check right. it out yeah. if i can yeah what about um what's your opinion on the crossbow crossbow yeah mm-hmm. i think it has a has an excellent place if it's done properly do you sell them yes yeah so my daughter took her first black bear with a crossbow when she was six my okay. boy shot his first black bear last year he was nine Right, so my daughter took her first whitetail. She was seven with crossbow. You know, it's just a little bit easier. We're still in that close range, a nice, fun hunting, like you said, a little mm-hmm. more intimate than the gun stuff. <clears throat> I don't have to worry about hearing protection and trigger mm. flinch and this and that and mm. the crossbow. You know, do we do we want to get into all the 
hunting in the compound zones with a crossbow? No, not really. Mm-hmm. You know, because some of these things are coming around now. Now it's hard to find a crossbow that doesn't have a hundred yard scope on it, right? Mm. So you're you're getting into that rifle range or you know mm-hmm. somewhat ethical, questionable range for some of the bow stuff. <clears throat> so I believe it has a place. You know, we see a lot of older people. They can't pull the bow back no more. You know, you've, oh. you've got certain weight requirements in Alaska, you know, 50 pounds for your moose and your brown bear, some other things. Some people can't do that anymore, and they still just don't want to go shoot a gun. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think the crossbow has a has a place, yeah. It's almost kind of really reminds me of, like, the, the old fly fishing guys that go spay, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's, oh, yeah. like, easier on the shoulders, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, yeah. a different, more kind of motion than, sure. than the normal um i guess this i should know this but is can you use a crossbow during bow hunting time or is that only during rifle season no it considered there a is power a, there is a paper paper around uh disability okay um, mm-hmm. i don't i don't remember the exact number i think it's 80 percent. it's a lot of doctor paperwork to get that done to use a crossbow in an archery zone okay okay yeah. other than that it's general season Okay. So it doesn't have a big benefit here. Yeah. Now, lower America with most of your whitetail stuff, like we talked about, yeah, there's even crossbows seasons. Oh, really? Right. Or, oh, kind of so like, kind of like a muzzle loader. Yeah. Style yeah, specific to oh, it. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's a lot more crossbow activity in lower 48, but nah, just not as much here. Um, before we go into the break, uh, my youngest son is um, he had a question. He wanted to know about uh, bow fishing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, because nice. he he's not big into we're big sure. fly fishermen and my wife and my and my son and my other one you know he's into the bow yep and he saw a video of some guys bow fishing and we i was like i was weekend. like i'll ask about it yeah so is that um you can just is that a specific bow just for that or can you outfit like the one you got you for can the, Typically outfit whatever you have with a bow fishing kit, just a nice okay. reel, the rest, you know, the arrows are built for that. Okay. Yeah, we were bow fishing last weekend. We didn't hit anything, but we were we were trying. We we're shooting a pike. Yeah. Okay. My boys on the front of the boat with a Genesis with a Yeah, it's just the Genesis bows fit everybody. Okay. You know, it's pretty easy for anyone typically to just pick them up and get after it and have a good time. Yeah. So yeah, we were we were bow fishing. We shot a few a couple years ago, but Okay, I'm gonna have to get on that setup. Quite man. a few guys that come in that are definitely dedicated to that yeah is there um like certain depths like you want to hope it's at the top like if you see one down deep you're not gonna make it yeah i think we were in three foot of water and the pike were on the bottom so we just weren't getting down there okay you know by the time the arrow's getting in there it's getting a little sideways and the fish are gone but yeah we got a couple of big ones up a few years ago they were close to the top so we're kind of reeling them in with a lot of the spinners and the top water plugs and they're just not biting yeah. So we're bringing them into the boat, and then we we're able to shoot them that way. Oh, okay. Now, what about, um, I don't know if you know, but it just makes me curious. Like, sometimes, the, you know, the, the Russian River or the Kenai or, you know, some of these more popular rivers are just bubbling right. Right. with sockeye. Like, could you can you get one of those? With the, is that no. allowed? No, it was talked about a while back, and I, I think a lot of those conversations have gone away. I was on the advisory committee out there in the valley for a while. Mm. And it was pre my time. Um, I think the board decided against that. And the main thing was species misidentification. Like they don't want anybody shooting silvers or 
or a king, oh, right? Yeah. Okay. So I, I do remember some talk about that, and they were trying to go after, well, can we bow fish dip net species or the chums or the pinks or something? Mm-hmm. And it just become species mis ID is was the biggest thing okay. at that time. Yeah. So what is allowed then? Just lake? Just your pike. Just pike. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's fair. Up here anyway. I know. Right. Yeah. I think that's fair. I sure. mean, shooting fish in a barrel would be kind of like right, and then that's really kind of be. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You're allowed to get them with your net. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the fish identification is easy out. Yeah. She, you don't accidentally smack a dolly or a trout or yeah, something. absolutely. So. Yeah. And that's at the time. I'm. That's what I remember being the biggest, the biggest thing. Of course, there were some jokes of. People shooting each other out of their boats in the Kenai dip net and you know stuff like that, but <laughs> it was the it was the miss ID and shooting sport. Fish, oh, that's you know, person, not yeah, a pike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, not a bike. Like you said, your dollies and your trout. No, no, mm-hmm. nobody's shooting that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good to know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are you um, involved at all in like uh, any of the Alaska State? Uh, certification stuff uh, is that we're, just a separate we're all instructors we've gone okay. through the certification to do that and we yep. used to volunteer from time to time it's just so hectic now especially with the class schedules it's hard for us to do running the shop full-time yeah um, you have to go through the state like they want it to be at, at their facilities on their schedule stuff like that so there's no coming into a shop to do that okay yeah yeah I wish we could do that, but, you know, there's time. There's a refresh and then doing it properly, so we just let the state handle that stuff. We can help get you ready and talk about the courses and all that, but yeah, and we can't do it. Yeah, you can't have a person go online, do the test, or do the, um, the book work, get, right. get that portion done, and then do the actual, like, field. Yeah, you they, that's to, just state. Yeah, that's you sign up on their, on Fishing Game, ADFNG's yep. website, yeah. sign up with them. They yep. got the schedules. Like both. the Hunter's Ed thing that we did. Correct. Very yep. similar to yep. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Same thing. Yeah. What? So what is? Um, let's get in a little de- detail on that. So, to be certified to go hunt with the bow, you have to take that class and get your certification. Right. And what does that? What does that entail? Like, uh, ac- a certain amount of accurate shots and poundage yeah. and. Right. Okay. Um, they're not going to do the equipment check for just your general. Now, if you draw a tag on base, those guys are going to walk you through everything. Mm. You know, they want to check everything, have your broadhead stuff. You got to go shoot a, a field day with them with your broadheads, your hunting equipment, have all your stuff. That's a whole different, wow. whole different thing for that tag that you're getting on base. Your general stuff is an online portion, a little bit of history, some of that. I call it the driver's license book. You know, if you don't read it, you're not going to pass it. Okay. Yep. So go through your online stuff and then sign up for the field day. We're one of the few states that do have a field day. They just want to make sure you can hit what you're aiming at. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have – it's been so long since I've done it. I think you got five targets. you got to have a kill shot on every target, at least one kill shot. You get two shots at it. Mm. But it's the vitals. It's not like a bullseye 12 ring that gets the vitals. Okay. Yeah. It's fairly easy. 28 yards and under, I think, is what it's been. Okay. okay. It's been a yeah. long time since I've done one. Yeah. yeah. Is that a for life or you got to read Yeah, that? no, you're, and you're done. Okay. So it's a 50-state – Oh, okay. You're yeah, getting so it applies all the way around. Yeah, so if you oh, go okay. somewhere else or, or say you're from Alabama and you got your bow hunter cert, then you don't have to take it here because you've already got the card. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good to know. Nice. Yeah. Just like Hunter's Ed. It's a yeah. it's a 50-state recognizable Hunter's Ed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to get going on that. 
It's, yeah, it's yeah. fairly easy. Yeah. 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 I want to get that rolling. Maybe have that done. Well, we'll do it together. Reason, the classes, well, the classes stack up fast. Yeah, they, they do. They fill they fill fast. Fast. We had some guys in today getting ready. I think there was one tonight out here. Or maybe that was in Wasilla they were going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There'll be a few out there, Wasilla, Sutton area, and then the the biggest, busiest class is here at Rabbit Creek, so you guys should be able to, if you so decided, you could get in fairly quickly. Yep. I think when I moved up, I did mine like the week before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know the classes in, like, in the Valley maybe, too, are maybe a little easier to sign up for in terms of, like, they don't, class don't fill up as Sometimes. Fast. We don't have as many dates typically out there. You've got True. a lot more volunteers here with Gina. Oh, and definitely. The, and the people so that's what it's all about is a volunteering. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you got to volunteer four hours of their time or, shit, I think it's longer than that. It's like six maybe? Normally it's four for just your shoot stuff, and it's just refresher. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it can be done a little faster, but it just depends on how fast the guys are reading through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a little blood trail class to figure things out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah good to know. Yeah. They got a kid's one? Mm-mm. No, it's all the same. It's all the same. Yeah. Oh, right, right on. Maybe we all go do it together. Yeah, that'd be cool. be fun. Yeah. Need to do it. I want to do it. Yeah. Got to do it. You should. Mm-hmm. All right. Sign us up. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. One more. The Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because, honestly, there's always something good on deck. And, guys, listen, this is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com, and remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Tailored Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage's own new generation of Old Cocina. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed down through the generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display trad flavors using the best ingredients that are available. They focus on making everything from scratch daily. In-house menu includes handcrafted corn tortillas, salsas, carne asada, and chorizo. But don't take their word for it. Experience their tradition and sabor for yourself. Locations on Tudor and Northern Lights, both with new tequila bars. Check out their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. The Connoisseur Lounge, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. The Connoisseur Lounge is Palmer's first locally owned and operated cannabis retailer. Their beautiful store is located at 226 Evergreen Avenue. The Connoisseur Lounge has exclusive cannabis products such as Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and one of our favorites, Sugar Cookies. And if you're not into the flower, the connoisseur can hook you up with edibles, vape supplies, and a ton of CBD options for all your health and inflammation needs. Check out their daily deals at theconnoisseurlounge.net, or even better, stop by the lounge today. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. We're back. 
Um, I got a little trivia. Oh, did Jack get something? Um, that Jack sent us here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, we didn't mention even that Jack didn't show. He, he, we had no, a, ba- a, a babysitter, babysitter snafu, um, which happens, man. You know. Yeah. And so. Oh, he's busier than hell at work too. Yeah, he's real busy over there for sure. For yeah, sure. That, that cidery is just cracking every night, especially with the nice weather. Oh yeah. Every time you go by after three thirty to like they close at eight. Yeah. It's just just going always. Have you been up to the uh? The cidery, double shovel cidery. I have not. Yeah, you got to go up there, man. Go up there with your wife and go check it out. They got a new food truck every day up there. Nice. Um, it's a cool little area to go uh, hang out and eat and mm-hmm. drink and be merry, especially in the sun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So uh, we got a little trivia here that uh, Jack texted me. Oh man. So uh, let's check your knowledge here. Yeah. Chris. If you <laughs> listen to any of our podcast, our trivia is. Pretty spot on. So <laughs> I hope you brought your A game. I did not. <laughs> I don't know if you sense the facetiousness in that like comment. I see, I see the grins. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm awesome. I don't know about you guys, but Alaska Native word for bow. Oh come on! <laughs> Can I get a like multiple choice, man? Like <laughs> I said that before. Like, um, I know no one's gonna know it, but. It is. Uh, oh, can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Tuka. Ooh, that's a good guess. Starts with a P. That's a T U K A. Tuka. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Chris? Pretty specific. I got nothing, man. <laughs> nothing. All right. It that's is. A tough uh, one. Yeah. Pasixi. P I S I K S I. Pasixi. 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 You know what would be it a. It's bow. If Jack doesn't have this question. It'd be really cool to know when was the time frame where the Alaska native transitioned from bow to rifle. Mm. Obviously, there's the European influence. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Um, that brought that. But I wonder, at like, <clears throat> I feel like that there was probably a longer time frame of hunting by bow, arrow, right. spear, and all that. Oh, hundred percent. Longer here than maybe down. In the West. As, oh, I don't think so. The, the, um, the Apache, or not the Apaches, the Comanches, that was like their main, that's why they dominated all the American Indian tribes because of their ability to be such great archers on horseback. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that before. Um, they trained just, the kids. And they trained the, the kids. So by the kid is, by the time he's like 12, he's like hundred oh, yeah. percent proficient on full gallop, full ride sideways, shooting under the under they would shoot they would hang down low and shoot from under the horse so that they could just shoot and then sit up and not get hit right back yeah ain't that some shit when you think about like <laughs> just trying to hit a, a a dinner plate with a bow at 30 yards yeah and it's like it's not that it's easy not, yeah, and standing then, and still then, in your backyard right <laughs> in a perfect like controlled environment and then then you're gonna get on like a moving object like and not like on a four wheeler or a car or something that's like steady ish, like a horse is like yep. galloping, and then you're gonna actually like draw and then locate, yeah, and still like. And there's <sighs> still a pretty good club out in the valley that's doing that, mountain horsemen. Oh, mountain really? horsemen? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, cool. Man, I gotta note that's that wild. one. What? So they practice that? Yeah. Wow. Damn, man. I want to see that. Mounted horsemen. That's yeah, badass. Um, second part to the question is, um, 
which Alaska Native tribe is that the word bow for? Pasixi. Pasixi. Rephrase it? What? What's, what Alaska Native um, group is that word bow for? Because there's, you know, there's Haida, there's, mm-hmm. you know, Aleut, there's, you know, a whole bunch Jeez, of different ones. Man. What would that, what would, what word would that be from? Which, uh, Jack's trivia, man. Like, which tribe? Like, Name man. any tribe, Chris. Oh, man. Well, I mean, like, how many does a guy know? <clears throat> I mean, my wife know. works at the Native Heritage Center, and I don't know. Well, just I think there's like 13 of them, or like, I forget what it is. It's a well-known one. There's a good hint for you. I mean, be guessing. I'm Googling, but I'm not looking for the answer. <clears throat> um, this is like way too hard, man. Like this, like <laughs> just, choose a, just choose a, just choose a uh, native culture. Or na- um, I'm like drawing a blank right now. Like, Put you on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like this is this spot. is like Chris trying to do his moose call right now. Like hey, it ain't <laughs> full stall. <laughs> You're welcome. I made you red again, man. Look at you. This is, tell me, it's uh, not a sensitive subject. I mean, no. I, you didn't chase one off, did you? No, I mean, <laughs> no. It's a blush easy thing for me. Uh, for okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a ginger? Partially. Partial. Okay. Before the beard gingers went, get real red. Before it went gray, <laughs> it was red. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyone choose one. I don't know, man. A new a Nupiak. Okay, I was gonna say Aleut. Okay, a Nupiak. It was. Is it really? Yeah. Oh yep. wow. Yep, that was it. I mean, that's just like the one I know the most about. A little bit about. <laughs> I should say any. I don't know that much about, but all right. Okay, uh, question that, number that, two. Oh, and that was what is the bow called again? A P I S I K S I Pasixi. I want to say Pasixi. Pasixi. Now we need Screaming Eagle to manufacture a Pasixi okay. bow. On yep. it. Yep. Right? Yep. Okay. Alaskan that. style. Sure. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you wanna you want a trad bow? I'll show you a real mm, trad bow. Got you covered. <laughs> All right, question number two. What technique did Alaska natives use to kill caribou with bows? Hmm. What does that mean? Like, what do you mean technique like Standing, shooting, prone, like what? Is, I don't. Like a style, yeah. Like where they were, yeah. A style or how they would approach it. Um, for example, for example, okay. um, a lot of Alaska natives when they shoot caribou, they'll sit by the river and wait for them to cross, right. and then they'll go up and okay. shoot them like that. So that's their yeah style. Okay, they did some stuff out of the boats, right? Mm-hmm. So it'd be okay. like, so like that's I mean, what you think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, I got it. It'd be like okay. Would it be stand hunting or spot and stock or like that kind of style yeah, is what yeah. you mean by that? Yeah. Yeah. Like what was their approach to uh, get? Because you know that's big open country. You know how are they gonna how are they gonna get close enough or or whatnot to uh, yeah, to get to them? I'm gonna I'm gonna say stand when you refer to like standing by the river. Like if you know a. a highly used game trail at a certain time of year or like an area where you know you can set up and they're going to cruise through and you can set up like an ambush point yeah yeah i'm going to say like stand stand style ambush yeah ambush yeah i mean okay stand okay stand hunting good that's pretty close so the answer is uh caribou hunters would pile up rocks to resemble human figures and they would build long lines of these pretend 
people, Inuit people, to frighten the animals into corrals where they could be killed at close quarters. Mm. And they could harvest multiples as they yep. grouped up. So basically they'd set up these silhouettes, rocks, these silhouettes of, yep. of rocks of, of that l- pretended to look like you know Inuit people to basically herd the animals to where they would They'd want like them to They'd like turn the corner. Oh, okay, I'm going to go over here and then kind of pile them all up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, a close example of that is um, I read a lot on the Comanches and a lot of that stuff, and they would do a similar thing where they would they would like spook them with their horses or whatever into narrow valleys mm. and narrow places where yeah. from the top funnel the, them in. The archers would be on the top, and then once they're funneled in, they would just right. or they would do the cliff thing. Yeah. That was another way where they would get a bunch too. So. Hmm. That's, That's some pretty tough ones, Jack. Thanks a lot. Yep, one more. Oh. One more. Uh, twisted cables were uh, reinforced for spring and power for the bows. Um, what materials did the Alaska natives use for this? What were they making their bows out of? Like the strings and stuff. Mm, I want to say like a hide. Like a, like a seal, seal skin. Something strong. Something that can like dry out and then be reused and resilient. So, hmm, yeah, like a, or would it be like maybe like a, a vegetation mm. bark or root or root? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna say like a, a plant root. Okay. Something that they could like pull out of the ground and, it's and, it was, and maybe it had a little bit of stretch or something to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going on a limb there. Okay, Chris, what do you guess? Yeah, that's where I was headed. It's going to be either that. Yeah. Jack's skunking us. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, caribou or beluga whale sinew? The stomach lining. Is that what that is? Sinew? Um, that's more like... Um, no, some stomach lining way too like soft. Like a tendony kind of deal, oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like off of a... Um, off of a hawk, like maybe something... Yeah. Yep, something like that. And then the strong the, stretches a little bit. Mm-hmm. And okay. then like the Comanches and stuff, they'd use that off the bison. Okay. Or the buffalo. So I was way off. Well I was kind of close, man. That well was no, good. I went with the vegetation thing. I was thinking the seal yeah. skin or something. You know, I'm, but I'm curious on what they use for the like the wood portion of it. Right. You know? What did they use like an alder or something that was kind of bendy, you know? Yeah, like what 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 alder or willow or something that did they cut? Yeah. Yeah, the Comanches used some sort of specific um, branch. I forgot what it was. But they don't have that up here, you know, no. different trees. What's a trad bows or wood, right? Mm-hmm. What are those mainly made from? Do you know? There's a lot of guys use a lot of stuff. You use okay. an oak. Um, we see a lot of Osage orange stuff, guys doing their own thing, bamboo. They just using all kind of laminate yeah what what's mm. your uh trad bow game are you, are you guys pretty heavy into the trad bow it's are picking you? back up there's been a lot okay. of interest in it but just like entry level stuff you get a few serious guys through um there's quite a few trad bow guys that are they got a nice club going um mm-hmm. the guys in chugiak got a nice club it's kind of a growing yeah interest. we're seeing it we're seeing it come back quite a bit 
Yeah. When you say come back, is it something that fell off when like the compound thing started, or like no? We've just we kind of see that up and down. Oh, we'll see a lot of compound stuff, and then everybody kind of wants to go traditional. So just kind of trendy up and down. Okay. Yeah. yeah, A lot of trad bow sale today. Guys just coming in. People wanting to do do the fun, not the serious stuff we talked about with the sights and all that. Yeah. It's something, you know, you get a lightweight recurve bow or a long bow. It's something that typically anybody can pick up and shoot in the backyard and have fun with. Yeah. Yeah, what's the, what What does recurve mean? Where your limbs just, you do your recurve over. So your long bow is typically your, just one long bow with your reflex. Okay. Your recurve bow is the limb recurve. Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay, so that's when people mean when they say I'm shooting a recurve. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Oh, it's almost like a like a W, like your a, limbs coming back over itself up top and bottom. Okay, okay, okay. gotcha, Man, gotcha. I feel like it's are, are those fairly expensive? Mm. I, I feel like there's just the craftsmanship that goes into making one would make them. They can be yeah. kind of spendy. Yeah, they can be. Yeah, your American made stuff. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Like more than the compound stuff, or as much or more than yeah, depending yeah. on how custom you're getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some guys. $2,000 for your, your trad bows. Okay. Oh, wow. wow. Just depends on your bore and who, who's doing what. Yeah. Wow, that's um, next level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what's like, um, <clears throat> I, I was talking to Chad about this, and um, he had some good answers. I was just curious your thought on like what what's, um, maybe not necessarily your opinion, but what you, what information-wise, like what's an ethical range on a trad bow or or a recurve or is that is that would that range be the same if you're going to take a big game animal with it with the bow like that no a lot of those guys are less uh, okay i don't hear many of those guys talking about 30 yards like that would be a long shot with a trad bow that's the guys coming in yeah okay but it's like, is that like the 10 10 yard would be like the the range on a trad, like you would want to be really, really close. That's so close. I mean, it's, it seems like really, really close. I mean, that's yeah. That's why I said like a thirty-yard max. Okay, is what I hear a lot of guys come in. It's not something I've gone to the woods and tried to hunt with. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So you haven't like experienced no. actually trying to. I'm take still one. the guy that throws his bow down and shoots with a rifle. So. <laughs> that's a good point. That's true. You're like, yeah, this is like, I might use this, but I'm gonna use this opportunity. Uh, well, that kind of leads me to the other question. Uh, what have you seen um, a lot of technological advances in bows? Because I know they come out with one every year. Like, doesn't right. Matthews come out with like Everybody. the twenty twenty two and the twenty twenty three? And yep. is there really a, a big difference year to year or like decade to decade? Yeah, every five years is what I feel like we're having good advance, okay. and it's. It's not like mind-blowing, crazy stuff, right? But there'll be nice changes. Everything's coming in line now, so a lot of your components are getting in line with the riser. You get a lot of integrated stuff. You know, Matthew's got the bridge lock. Uh, Hoyt's done the Picatinny rail. So instead of all your accessories and everything hanging off the side, everything's coming in line, nice balance package, trying to cut all the weight and the bulk. Okay. That's just recently come on in the last couple of years. <clears throat> Like a weight reduction in the overall weight You're of the boat? shooting for that, yeah. Yeah. What, what about materials? Material-wise, everything's been the same, but for a while there, I feel like everything was cutting weight so much that you started to have problems. Okay. So 
Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of energy in these things, right? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's only so much you can take out before something happens. Um, so every five years, we see a good change. I think it's a good time to upgrade for guys every five. Of course, we have the guys that do it every year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, every year this November, Matthew's coming out. Everybody's every year. Oh, is that? Yep. Is that the the uh, new release, the uh, debut? Right. Uh, Traditionally, Matthews product. is, you know, you're right before Thanksgiving, before your holiday shopping stuff. Mm. Um, Hoyt kind of floats back and forth. Sometimes they're in October. Sometimes they're December. But everybody generally is. Is there kind of a race? Is there kind of like a race? Sometimes, it, <laughs> sometimes it feels that way. <laughs> good good yeah. question. Yeah. Mm. I, mean, I, I mean, they're all competition. Right. But, you know, with competition, it breeds um, – advancement and, sure. and growth and yeah. um i'm sure there's like the sales and financial side of right the competition but there's Timing. there's just you know that like you know trying to kind of be ahead of the curve so to speak yeah you know right um and i know pse just released another bow this week for the hunting line so yeah there's always the guys are always trying to change it up and get ahead of the other ones so. yeah yeah is there um a specific time of the year where like the old stuff's going on sale. Is that's, there a better time to buy? Mm, that depends on your location of the shop. That's typically a myth <laughs> for us. Okay. okay. So we try to base our inventory where we don't have a bunch of stuff left over. Okay. Okay. When the new stuff comes <clears throat> out. So yeah, we might have onesie twosies, but we don't have enough to just. Just an overstock where you're blowing them out or yeah, anything. We don't like have that. enough to just give them away. Mm-hmm. Right. You're trying to just recoup what, you, what your cost was at yeah. that point. No, um, we just try, like I said, we try to base it to where guys are coming in, they're looking for the new stuff so we can put it on a hold. Hey, I'll have X amount of bows on release day. The manufacturers, you know, like Matthews and Hoyt, those guys do a great job of getting bows the day they're released. They're mm. in the stores. Like we're all sitting around waiting on the UPS guy. Hey, come on, let's go. Yeah. yeah. So we have quite a bit of inventory coming in. We don't always know what the changes are. Everybody always thinks, you know. <laughs> depends on your rep and if you can beat him up enough but typically they don't they just don't give us a whole lot because they don't want anybody spilling the beans yeah. right yeah they gotta keep a tight lip to some right. extent it, it seems like there's been a lot of advancement maybe in broadheads more than other things i mean I, I know there's a big debate like fixed versus oh, yeah. mechanical, mechanical and all that like right. what where do you stand on that i i'm the bad guy I love mechanicals. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I. They're Why does easy. that make you a bad guy? It's it's almost like people are disappointed. Like, oh, what do yeah. you shoot those for? Because they're they're awesome. Yeah. I don't yeah, have to they, worry about anything. They make, they make a make, big wound They make channel. big holes. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, of course, there's really nice steel out. You know, some guys at some of these higher end companies are making phenomenal broadheads. You know, iron wheel guys are doing a great job. They're super hard steel. Yeah. Expensive. You're paying for you're paying for what you get for sure. Yeah. Um, but there's not a bad blade out there. I don't think. Okay. We we keep the we keep the selection small. We mm. we typically sell what we use or what our close friends or family or the guys in the shop are using. So you come in, you're not going to have twenty options. You know, you're going to have ten of what we think is the best options in the field. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a personal preference. Sure. Deal. Yeah, it goes back to that. There's yeah. a million ways to do it, man. That's yeah. Does the mechanical maybe lean toward more of the better advantage on like it, 
like impact impact yeah like so you're pulling a lot of energy away when you open those blades so whatever momentum you have built up in the arrow you can pull that away with with that blade opening right because now yep. instead of something streamlined coming in you're opening that channel and dragging those blades through there there's a few different theories and processes on some of those blades use a different way you know some guys open them to the back some guys will wait till it gets in the cavity and open up okay there's different ways to hold the blades closed mm. and of course the always the thing is did it really open or did it not so uh, yeah, it's, you know as soon as a guy starts to question something just fix blade yeah okay so are they meant to open on impact or is some it different? of them are yeah okay there's a few brands that'll open the way the blades are designed they're designed to basically open inside the cavity to try to help you pass through okay slow the drag and the energy reduction down so yeah now i mean this might be silly but as uh, i was watching you practice and and my kid and, and other guys you're not practicing with the broadhead no on there but no. doesn't it make it shoot a little different that's got to add a little weight to the front doesn't it no you shoot the same weight of course your characteristics can change you know you're putting a bigger broadhead on the front instead of a, just a field tip that's the size of the arrow. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we got to make sure the bows run proper. Everything's yeah. happy. Yeah. Would you suggest shooting with the broadhead on for, uh, you know, kind of like you go to the range before yeah. you go and oh, yeah, absolutely. shoot a box? Yeah. Do, some, yeah. do some broadhead shooting before you go. Yeah. Absolutely. And then what are you shooting at? There's specific targets? Yeah, your foam targets. No, okay. No bags. Anything foam soft-sided, your 3D targets will handle it, but you're going to have to replace those sooner. Mm -hmm. so oh, it tears them up. Yeah, any of your foam is going to handle your broadheads. Yeah. So. And then this is kind of a silly question my wife had, and I was like, uh. We, we bought the Target, the, I forgot, the brand Morella. Oh, yeah. yeah and uh, that, can that stay out in the rain and the snow and all that, or you got to put that away? You said you had the hammering bag key. Yeah. Cam yeah. Now nah, bring them in. I'll the bring sun, yeah. The sunshine here, I mean, it's it's harsh. Yeah. yeah. What about the snow and stuff? You want to just bring them in when you're yeah, done? Yeah, they're going to get frozen. They're going to beat it up. Soak we've, up a little water. And we've got a big morel bag that we keep hanging outside at, at my house, but, I mean, we're not shooting in the wintertime. So. Okay. Okay. Some of the big ones that can handle that stuff, but. Yeah. For the I mean, most part, if it's got a handle on it, just bring it on in. Yeah, I've been watching mine. I got it in this spot in the yard. It's kind of a big, heavy son of a bitch, so I'm not, like, just, like, every night. Well, my wife's worried about the grass. <laughs> She's like, oh. you got to move this thing. You're going to kill oh. the grass oh, right I, here. I, yeah. yeah, and I have a question about that. So I put mine on a, um, you know, the Lifetime plastic tables? Mm -hmm. The 4 by 2 or whatever, that little table. Yeah, like that, kind of. Yeah, like that. Uh, what is that from yeah. top to bottom? Three feet? Three and a half feet tall? Yeah, roughly. I'm putting my target on that. Sure. Um I was thinking about the grass, even though my backyard, I don't really take care of. I, I mean, I mow it and do all that. I'm not, like, worried about it yeah. killing the patch of grass. But I put it on that so that it was elevated, number one. So that instead of the target being on the ground. So you're I'm aiming like, more like you would at Well, loose. I just feel like it's straight. Like yeah. straight versus, okay. like, kind of aiming down. Sure. Yeah. Um, maybe, it, you know, my, my yard, I've got a 20-yard shot. 20 to 25 is what I'm shooting in the backyard. Yeah. I live in Anchorage. I don't have a huge backyard, but it's enough. Yeah. Um. But th but it's nice on the table because then I can like weed whack around it and mow around it and like you okay. know. But but in the corner there I get like the most sun, and I, I think it's starting to bleach mm -hmm. a little bit the like oh, the yeah. targets and stuff. Because the back side of the target I haven't started shooting yet because mm -hmm. the morel has like the target side, mm -hmm. and you flop it and then it's got targets. But then it's got a vital yeah. section. Yeah. Right. And I've been saving it. 
I'm like, I'm like, I, well, because I, I was like, man, I wonder how many times you can shoot these things before you like shred them up. And yeah. and now the block is starting to like, you know, like the center center bullseye. Mm-hmm. It's like starting to get, you know, you pull the arrows out and they're just like, yep. you know, and then you hit it like a new hole where you like pulled it weird or like it's just like way off and you stick it in a fresh spot. And it's like, you know, trying to pull it out of there. It's like yeah. starting to get beat up. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I'm going to save that that the freshy side the freshy side yeah exactly man i was surprised like even that little genesis my son has and it was only cranked to like three mm-hmm. and he missed and it went right in that flower bed man like all the way through that two by four i was like oh my god don't miss and kill someone walking down the street right. mm-hmm. yeah, that's a little gotta, dangerous yeah i figured out real quick um because i went out i went out and got set up dave set up my old expedition that i got mm-hmm. i got it um it's funny. I, I I just thought of a story when we were on break. Um, I'll go I'll go I'll go back to to uh, Dave in a second. But I think you had I was selling a four wheeler, a little youth four wheeler, yeah. and I got a call from a guy, and he wanted to trade me a bow mm. for the four wheeler. And yeah. and I'm and I'm pretty sure it was you, Chris. I think you were looking for a four wheeler <laughs> for your daughter probably yeah. at the time. Come on out, I'll get you set up, man. We'll trade straight across. And I was like, uh-huh. All right, yeah, yeah, okay. And I and then I was like, No, 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 no. I mean, I'm just trying to sell this thing. Get oh, I think yeah. I wanted like seven hundred bucks for the four wheeler. It didn't run that great. Yeah. It was a little like ninety CC two stroke. Uh wasn't running all that good. I bought it and then I bought another like cleaner, newer one that ran good and wasn't such a finicky Mm-hmm. bastard when you're trying to ride with your kid and they're like dad it died again you know and you're like right. ride back and uh and then i was like no i'm good and then a guy called me like I, I took it off craigslist i posted it again like three months later and then a guy w- hit me up and wanted to trade a bow and i'm like man this is the second time somebody's <laughs> asked me i'm like you know what screw it man i i i'm i want to go buy one but i've like Right. I haven't gone out there. I don't even know what the hell to do. This dude's talking me up on this thing being all accessoried out thousands of dollars into this thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like financially I'm getting the better end of the stick because he's going to get this like four-wheeler. He's got to put a new carburetor in and do all this stuff. And yeah. So I get this bow, take it straight home, dry fire the goddamn thing. Oh, boy. Blow the yep. fucking side out. Yeah. Some other stuff. <laughs> The strings were destroyed. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> my daughter was sitting in the living room, and I draw it, and I'm like, holy shit, this thing's like hard to draw back. So as I'm pulling back to like release it, I yeah. clip the the, the trigger. The trigger. Mm-hmm. And some plastic chunk, ding, 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 smacked her in the neck. She's like crying. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, I dropped the ball. I'm looking for blood. Like, Luckily, it didn't get her like that. But I put the thing in the safe, and I was like, yeah. Never touched it again. Right. Four years later, finally go get it all set up. Mm-hmm. Here we are now a month later. Yeah. Um, uh, shit, man. I thought I was going to go. I had I had, the, fuck, I had the story before. I'll think of it here in a second. Um, uh, as you think about it, I got a yeah, question. Yeah. Is, what's the, um, you know, a new person like me um, compared to, like, a guy that's been in the game for a long time, what's the range of, like, price? Right. Like what's mm, like the starter bow really versus sure. like, you know, a guy who's been doing it and he's trying to get the top of the line. Right. Um, you know, Hoyt's got the the carbon bow, so those things are oh. that's your highest. Your Hoyt and your PSE carbons are Because they're light. Up there eighteen because of the material, yeah. Mm-hmm. Eighteen hundred to two grand for those guys. Just oh, the bow. Wow. Um 
when you say just the bow mm, nothing the, no rest no peep no okay sight, no no accessories okay wow you got to piece it all together yeah wow. and sometimes we'll throw a bunch of stuff on there and show you what they look like but yeah uh, you know all that stuff is typically not included um some manufacturers and the guys though they do give us bows with all the accessories on them so we have a few elites and some other stuff we got some bow tags that come Kit it out with like a starter package. You got a sight and a rest, mm. your quiver, all your basic stuff you need to get going. Go have a good time. Yeah. Those are starting at around 600 bucks and up. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, and that's where I was I was going because I got I got, went in and got it all. Mm. You had to get all fixed j- up. Just fixed and set up new strings, mm-hmm. the whole thing. And I, I asked him, I'm like, so what's this like bow? So apparently back maybe five, six years ago, that was um, – a, a, a more that like that brand was a little more select in like bow shops, but then sure. maybe they've like sold out. I try to use that word lightly. You said obsession or uh, expedition. expedition? Yeah, yeah. Right. And then now it's like you can get them in Cabela's and Sportsman's. Yeah, and, that. and small guys, a couple of small guys trying to trying to do their thing, make good bows. Start yeah. out small, eventually need to start selling a product. Yeah, not moving in the shops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it costs a lot. You know, time is money. You, you got to pay your people. You got to buy your material. You got to mm-hmm. do your stuff. So when a typically when a guy comes in that's been shooting archery for a long time, he he doesn't want to pay, you know, twelve hundred bucks for a for a bow that he's never really heard of or yeah. maybe read about oh, in a magazine. But yeah. Matthews and Hoyt been around for forever, mm, right? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So it's harder to sell those bows, or at, that's our experience. It's harder to sell those for what those guys want for them. Yeah. So those companies have kind of been bought up by the big. Big groups and yep. pumped out through the box stores because yeah. of quantities. How, yeah. how often do you got to um, change things on that? Like, you got to, is it like, you know, I change my fly line every year. Right. Um, is that oh, like, strings and yeah, like strings that. and stuff like Depends that? Depends on how you're shooting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it like you're getting a certain amount of shots out of it? or Sure, it, it could be brought down to that. But, you know, if you shoot daily, we're going we're gonna to try to get you to do a new set every season. Okay. So oh, really? Fresh. Okay. But if you shoot seasonally, yeah, you, a couple of years, I guess. Yeah. As okay. long as everything's in good shape, you're waxing, taking care of all the stuff. Yeah. If you start to see any damage, you know, serving separates, age, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's like wear and tear that goes in. Yeah. Yeah, because the strings were like frayed up, and it wasn't from mm-hmm. the dry fire. It was already. Yeah, probably used. Right. Just worn. Yeah, I was doing competitions with it and everything, sure. and yeah, that's that. When he called me and hit me up, I'm like, well all right and then i got it and then i go see dave and he's like well let's just see if this thing's even got the right draw length for you and i'm like sure what's that yeah fitting it to you right he's like well yeah this this bone might even might even be fitted for you mm-hmm. i'm like well fuck man i hope it is because i i, <laughs> I, <can't> <laughs> I thought it was a bow's a bow's a bow you right. know and yeah. i didn't yeah. realize it and luckily the guy i got it from was like similar Your size, size right and yeah so it all i got lucky is yeah. what he told me mm-hmm. um well, that and it was I already mean, pre-decked out, so it was kind of cool. Like I didn't have to buy a peep and the sight and the yeah. yeah. And then he rattled off all the like, oh, it's got this brand and this da 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 da. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't come with this. Right. He's like, oh no, no, you gotta like, mm-hmm. yeah, you gotta outfit it with that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, this is yeah, like, mind blowing. Unfortunately, we got to be the bad news guys. You know, from time to time, with people coming mm-hmm. in, they think they got a good deal. We can't make it fit them because parts aren't available anymore. It's yeah. You know, sometimes it's not a fun conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I noticed that, that when fear. I try to shoot your bow, because I mean my wingspan is a lot yeah. longer yeah, than yours, yeah. and I just felt like 
<clears throat> oh man, this oh, you're all restricted. Bit, like, short, like mm-hmm. even the even the little the, the trigger release. or whatever that's mm-hmm. called. Like yeah. my hands a lot longer than sure. my fingers, so I was like, oh, that's. Well, that release can adjust to your hand size. It just, I played with mine and kind of found that sweet spot. And Mm -hmm. like Carlo was, Carlo was the same way. You could tell his hand was kind of like bound up and I'm like, man, it's like it, it fits my hand perfect. I don't want to mess with any of the screws or the adjustments on any of it. So kind of made you guys like deal with the weird, it was like bound, it was tight, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like like a little, like a little short. Cramp your hand up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. With those beginner uh, like Genesis bows and stuff like that, could you be competent enough to take animal with that, or do you eventually want to? That's no. just practice. Yeah, you've got your minimum stuff for the state. I mean, small game. Okay, birds, that's yeah, right. Get yeah, after fifty it. pound stuff. Yeah, forty for your black bear caribou. A few other things. Fifty is your brown bear moose. So those those are like your big four, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. What so, about um? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just the poundage thing was kind of my. What you alluded to was like the 50 was the minimum. Mm-hmm. And then mine set up for 65. Eight, sure. 80, you said 80. Some guys are shooting a lot of weight, yeah. It, why do they go 80? Because of a heavier uh, arrow well, and broadhead or something? Right, or? yeah. It lets you shoot the heavier arrows. Farther? Further, more energy. Think of energy game instead of distance. Okay. Okay, more punch. Right. All Momentum, right. punch. Mm-hmm. Got kind almost like, like the like grain. A grain on a bullet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah. So our arrow tips are the same. Yeah. You know your standards, hundred and one twenty fives, and some of the guys are making crazy heavy stuff now. So when you go in as a rookie, like I will, um, is there like you want to start at thirty and then work your way up? Is that how that works? Poundage wise. Yeah. If most guys are capable of a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it capable of your strength of pulling it back? Is right. that what you're looking at? Yeah, it's going to be easier for you to pull a little more weight than you think. Okay. Yeah. They make left and right? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's specific to your, it's like a rifle with the bolt yeah. on either side, kind of. Yeah, how do, you, how do you know? Eyeballs. Oh, your dominant eye is right. the one. Mm. Yeah, so typically you get the string and the peep sight back to help you aim, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you cover your non-dominant eye you're going to aim with the other so uh, gotta make sure everything's lined up yeah kind of like bootsy when he bought the left-handed rifle he didn't know mm. was that you no, <laughs> was that you no 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 he was like no. doing the remember he had to like no he, pull the bolt back he, i was like what are you doing he's like he didn't realize he bought it was on the other side. <laughs> well no he 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 got like a rifle from a family member or maybe he i forgot what he maybe he bought it new what it whatever it was but he he's right-handed yeah dominant left eye mm-hmm. so what he wanted to do is he had the the bolt right-handed rifle but he likes to use his left eye and shoulder so what was he doing man? he was he doing was the, like a hand over to like move over. it versus the simple you know right. drawback he was doing the over okay yeah that's right so he had he a left-handed he was left he had the left-handed rifle but he was taking his right hand to to pull the bolt oh. back and it was like no 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 if you're not about this side you need to use your left mm, hand because yeah. he's right hand dominant right left eye dominant so he was just doing it weird yeah, yeah. And it was like i think you just need to get a left-handed rifle right and practice and practice go, like left yeah or go right and like stick with it it's just yeah and it works for him but it's very awkward like if you had to like shoot an animal and then like quickly yeah. jack another round it's just kind of a lot of extra mechanics and things going on to right. yeah. set up but no that's where we just spend time with you make sure you're shooting and aiming proper yeah 
And that's like what it comes down to, right, Chris? Like, you don't come in and like, I want a Matthews. I'm Matthews or nothing. You're, you're going to go like. Some guys do. <laughs> well, no, I know. But, I yeah. mean, if, if you got a greenie coming in right. who hasn't done all the, like, mm-hmm. in-depth research on all big five brands, I'm like, okay, man, line me up with a Bowtech, a Prime, an Elite. Like, you're going to get the bow that fits him right Yeah. before yeah, you start talking. Have a like, of, we're going to have a discussion and see what you want to do and okay. talk about a few options and try to help you pick out the best one. Yeah, yeah I've heard I've heard that the bow chooses you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what yeah. I was kind of alluding to there. Is like, and that's you, what you know, like you said, you you don't know anything. You're completely green. Mm-hmm. You could come in and spend twenty, thirty minutes in there, and you you'd find what you like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you'd be able to feel the difference. Okay, mm. have you done much of um the like the courses? Like Kincaid has like that archery course and Kincaid, stuff like. Yeah, Kincaid's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I've heard cool. awesome things, and and once I get mine and my son gets his, I mean, we're just gonna ride our. We look semi close. We're gonna ride our bikes and start doing that. Is there other ones around the state, or is that the main? So like, we just got approval in Wasilla, and we're working towards having a range in the valley. Okay, oh, cool. it's not gonna be a walkthrough like as technical as Kincaid is. There's a lot up and down. Really nice trail back there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go check this one out this weekend. I know the guys were texting me today saying it's getting ready to go. So Out in the valley? Yeah. Is there other ones around? Is there one in Soldotna? And- um, the guys have a club down there. Okay. Right? And then, <clears throat> so you got Kincaid, you got uh, On Base, Black Sheep. There's oh, okay. A, it's not a walkthrough. It's a, I think they have an outside. I'm, I'm not a military guy, so I haven't been on base in years. Mm-hmm. They've got a range there. They've got a club. Uh, Cook Inland Archers has a nice walkthrough range in Birchwood. That place is really nice. They've yeah. done a great job there. That's a lot of fun to shoot that as well. I've seen a lot of those um, in Arizona. Um, our family has a place down there by Tucson, and like yeah. every park seems to have like yeah. a archery section. Right. Mm. Which think was population though. Like we just Alaska doesn't have it. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a select group yeah. community yeah. that does this versus thousands of. People in a multi-million, yeah, you know, population center. I wonder if there's a uh, if they even had the numbers for like this state is like has the most bow hunters. Oh, like right. per capita type. Yeah. Oh, per capita. Yeah. Any guesses on that? Numbers on we're pretty. I would say we're probably up there, huh? Right. I think Texas yeah. would probably be a bunch too. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have seasons. I mean, like, there's specific areas. We don't, I mean, we have our little seasons, but it's like, what, yeah. August 1st to the 10th or something? Yeah, and they like little windows extended for a couple of days. It's still just a week. Yeah. yeah. You just hope to go out and get lucky and find a moose munching on a branch out there. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you can call them in. They don't care. They're no all, way. They're all velvet up. I was successful a few years back in that hunt. It was so hot. As soon as we downed that guy, we were freaking out oh, trying to get, get him, him out of there trying to yeah. get him out of there and yeah. flies and get just him to the cooler and try to get in there with the guys to cool everything down it was i think <clears throat> that's something that we better start getting used to because yeah. now every time you know that moose season opens especially that caribou season man it's hot yeah it is hot. it's hot mm. you better be ready to get that thing out of there yeah. be all set up yeah that you thought we did last year <clears throat> Kind of got to the point, like, the third or fourth day after you guys left and Kennedy and I were out, I was like, man, if the caribou ain't, like, accessible, like, to where you can almost, like, throw it in the back of the side-by-side and just get it out of here, right. like, 
I was almost kind of reluctant if it wasn't the right situation where we weren't we going to bother because yeah. it was just so hot. Yeah. And the bugs were so bad. Right. And um, it, it was like, I feel like there was like a tremendous like opportunity for meat spoil. Yeah. Like it was just, it, it was like in the, I think lower 80s there. Right. Yeah. That trip, wasn't it? I mean, it was. Yeah, it was hot. Dude, it was hot. It was brutal. But but you think, man, all these guys in in uh, you know Utah, Idaho, Arizona, they're dealing with that every time. There's not yeah, they get cold yeah, out they there. Do. Yeah, they're getting so hung up. I think. Yeah. Yeah, you were mentioning like the Tennessee Kentucky deal. Mm-hmm. I'm sure even in November you're still hitting 70s. And, yeah, some, and some of the of those. Time. Yeah, they, and they've got an early season there as well. You know, August there's an archery hunt. You know, and, oh, it's 100 start, degrees. Then. Yeah, starting yeah. back up in October, but. Like you said, you know we're close to wheeler access or motorized and trying yep. to get them out of there. We're not, we're not waiting, and we're, you know, we're not five miles off of the, off of the road back in some swamp where we got to pack a moose out. Yeah, you know, it's a little bit yeah. easier to drag that deer out of there. So, mm-hmm. do you guys uh, do they have like the life size moose? Yeah, uh, target the target. Yeah, Reinhardt makes one. <laughs> the thing's got to be massive. Yeah, put yeah. that in your yard. Yeah, the guys at uh, the Soldatna guys, they've got one. Yeah. yeah. It's just monstrous. they got bison. Oh, really? Oh, they got a bison? Oh, wow. Yeah. Boy, that'd be fun to shoot. That would be. Can Didn't Austin say he was trying to get one with his? Uh, a moose? I or, thought he was trying oh, to get the a- bison. Didn't he say he was trying to get it with the with his? He's a uh, he's a trad guy, isn't he? Yeah, that's how I met Austin and his family. Yeah. Vince. Yeah. I remember when he was on that show um like survival show or mm. whatever it was yeah and he was the only one he had that 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 uh trad bow man i was like man look at yeah. this guy man this guy's <laughs> this guy's yeah. going for it man right yeah that yeah was that's cool. how i met them a few years back mm-hmm. yeah we were in the blue shop and and his wife and father-in-law vince that's how i got to meet vince he's he's an animal yeah oh yeah coming in yeah a lot of fun with those guys have you seen an increase because of uh you know the the price of of ammunition and the lack of being able to find what you normally shoot yeah. i feel like people are now like well this is a lot in the long right. run it's gonna be a lot cheaper yep yeah yeah we see that weekly now you know it's been going on for a long time you know not not everybody wants to go out and scramble for their box of ammo that's twice as much now so mm-hmm. you know our a lot of our pistol guys are coming in because they're competitive with themselves and they want something to do want to be able to shoot <clears throat> typically your arrows are reusable unless you have an oh you know like you said miss at the flower bed something like that but yeah yeah a lot of guys coming in still want to stay in shooting sports and just tired of shooting their ammo yeah mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah yeah that was a, a big <clears throat> motivator for me when i got out the first night and started messing around i was like well this is cool man i'm yeah. not running through a you know 50 60 to 100 dollar box of ammo right I'm reusing them, and I have I have destroyed a couple arrows. Yeah. I have actually like experienced that now. Right, it I don't even know what those cost. I got a bunch of arrows with my bow, and right. buddy of mine gave me a bunch. But just the reusing, mm-hmm. and and then you know no ear protection. Yeah, it's like all the same fun things of shooting, <laughs> but without mm-hmm. the bang yep. and the expense. I mean, right. yeah, you got to invest up front for a, a relatively expensive piece yeah. of equipment and, and accessories and bows and maybe some lessons and all that stuff. Sure. But long-term. Yeah, long-term, you're you're pretty ahead. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've bought 10 boxes of ammo in the last few months Yeah, at $100 a box. Oh, yeah, some of them a new bow. Yeah. <laughs> easily, multiples. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, just I mean, seen you the, think about it. My father-in-law's got a 
three twenty five one stretch for short mag, right? I seen six boxes of ammo on the shelf in Fairbanks the other day. $114 a box. Whew. Ouch. Well, it's yeah, getting cool. crazy. That's the first time I've seen that caliber in four years. Yeah, even on a shelf. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I sh- I've got a three thirty eight. I haven't seen that nope. ammo anywhere. Nope. That's yeah. my favorite rifle, and I can't find ammo. I have a handful of boxes, but I haven't yeah. been shooting it. Right. Because I just don't even want to. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't even want to get into my stash. Nope. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, if I was hunting, you know, and I knew I was only going to shoot mm-hmm. it a couple times, yeah, maybe go to the range and just Check make sure she's good. Go yeah, right. but I, I'm with you, man. I don't even. Mm-mm. And those that you know that ammo's got to be a hundred dollars a box. Uh, I'm sure for for good stuff, barns or whatever. I played around. You seen that gun broker thing? Gun broker is like the eBay for guns. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yes, so. yes. It was a partial box of three thirty eight. Partial box. Partial box. One hundred fifty eight bucks. That's it was four crazy. rounds missing out of it. Wow. It was just blowing up on an auction. I was like, wow. Oh my God. I don't need it that no, bad. I don't. <laughs> Have a great day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are some uh, common like mistakes or uh, misconceptions that people might have um, going into it? I, I'll, I'll say one that I know is that I realized right away, and my brother did, um, is just how you hold the bow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause right. If you watch any like movies or anything like that, yeah, it's never they're cool. not holding it right, you know. Right. So that's one that I notice. Is there anything else that you can think of that like right away you're like people are like, oh, I didn't well, think about that. Like we lock all of our bows on the shelf. They've got safety locks on them. You know, most people when they get the bow, Damn, this thing. even their buddies, you know, they come in the garage or whatever. They just want to pick it up, and the first thing a guy wants to do is just rip it back. Yeah. And that's where you get into that dry fire brand and talk about, you know. Uh, um, dry fires are bad. You're going to blow that thing up. You're going to mess up your strings, cables, limbs, cams. You know, you could hurt your arm, something like that. But that's that's the biggest, uh-oh, is just wait until you can grab a release, grab an arrow, and just, if you're going to pull it back, just might as well shoot it. Yeah. It's a lot funner to just let it go. It's a lot easier on everything to just shoot it instead of letting it down. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take another one. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. Um, you have any uh, a good story you can leave us with? Like maybe like a close call um, you had. I mean, I know you see when these guys are going after these bears, um, they're you know they're shooting that thing. Thank you, and they are ducking because they don't want to be seen. Because obviously the bear is going to go after the right. whatever they think bit them. Um, do you have anything close? Maybe something happened, got a little hairball, or maybe a story you heard of somebody, one of your clients, or someone that came in. Gary was the Gary was the one, just a wounded bear, tracked that guy. That was just a crazy situation that he ended up with. It wasn't really a whole lot with the bow stuff. Um, no, I'm drawing a blank. Put me on the spot. Okay. As soon yeah. as we stop the record, you'll think of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would. I'll come up with something. No, um, <clears throat> no, I got nothing. Yeah. Not on a crazy story, really. Is there? Uh, I, I've heard that in the valley, um, in the schools and stuff like that, they offer um, that like lessons and stuff like that yeah. in the schools. I haven't heard about much of that in Anchorage. NASP. Yeah, I'm not familiar in here, but we, we've got quite a bit out there in the Valley. Depends on the school, of course, NASP, National Archery and School Program, mm-hmm. and they do the Genesis stuff. Okay. So you'll, depending on your 
your PE class and agenda and all that stuff, the, the coaches can get in there and they'll learn the archery, do the stuff, get the equipment through the school, and then run the kids through. Yeah. Yeah, try to intro to archery and have something fun to do. It's it's actually fairly cheap to intro a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I went in and, and got my son all his stuff, it wasn't bad at all. Right. You know? Yeah, Genesis bows at 200 bucks or so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those fit everybody. They're a lot of fun. They're easy to shoot. They're not a not a lot of crazy adjustments going into them. They're just going to work on the basics, have a good time. Yeah. You know, and then you step up into like the little diamond atomic. My kids grew up shooting that. Uh, my friend John gave that to Courtney. His daughter had it for years. I think that bow is 14 years old. It's been through three kids. Yeah. Sitting there at the shop. We pass it on to the next kid. Yeah. Yep. Recycling. Pretty awesome pieces of equipment that just, you know. Get passed on down generation. Timeless. Yeah. 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 That's cool, right? Yeah, and you and you mentioned earlier too, like with the technological advances, like parts all of a sudden become not available. It depends um, on yeah, it depends on the manufacturers. Like yeah, Matthews, those guys are the only ones that go back. Okay, if, if you like, need something for whatever, they they make it for you. If yeah. it's not sitting on the shelf, okay, nobody else does that. Typically, you're ten to fifteen years, depending on if that part's still sitting on the shelf. If you need something. Where's uh, their headquarters, Matthews? Where are they Wisconsin. At? Wisconsin. What about the other top guys? Hoyt's in uh, Utah. Elite's New York. Mm. Prime is in uh, Michigan. And then G5 Prime. I'm sorry. G5 Prime is in Michigan. And then Botex in Oregon. What about... Uh, Mostly West. Pic- what about uh, Pekisi? <laughs> That's going to be here somewhere. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Full curl, or uh, <laughs> uh, the valley is yeah. screaming eagle. Yeah, yeah the valley screaming Jack. eagle. That's, That's Jack. Jack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the Instagram, if you guys uh, want to get some more info, it's uh, screaming underscore eagle underscore archery. Um, the website is screaming eagle archery dot com. Yep. Yep. That's yep. It. And you guys can find these guys on there. Um, what's the? Uh, you guys open pretty much every day. Hours. We're, we're closed on Sunday, Monday in the valley. Okay reachable on this stuff we do our best to get back you know if we're sitting around on a sunday whatever and somebody needs something we'll do our best to get back but if we're out of service fishing doing something having fun it might take a day or so yeah Mm -hmm. fairbanks is a little bit different we're only wednesday to saturday up there we all live here we travel up every week we take Mm -hmm. up oh is that how you're doing that yeah oh damn we can't like i said it's hard to find somebody local up there that wants to do all that stuff so we're just running it back and forth andrew myself and craig's driving up running shop we got a lot of a lot of inventory back and forth you know about the time we take something up there we'll need it here so yeah it's just it's that game it's yeah. a it's a learning thing we're figuring it out but everybody up there has been great fairbanks community just just supporting us heavy it's awesome yeah. that's great that's great big shout out to the fairbanks boys absolutely yeah and you got a lot of cool merch we try yeah you guys have a lot of yeah, cool shirts and hats and beanies and yeah. the cool things like that right. your guys logo is awesome i, I love it my I first truck it. was a bronco everybody gives me a hard time you got a bronco on a archery shop you know, it's my first <laughs> truck man. that's okay it's not it's not cliche or yeah. status quo it's your own custom yeah we're thing. working with a few other guys to try to come up with some stuff we're working on a you know a bush plane thing mm-hmm. love the moose racks hanging from you guys yeah yeah, yeah it's awesome Right on, right on. That's the first time somebody's actually like mentioned that. Yeah, man. So that was my I'm little cork it. on the 
on the design there. The racks hanging from the yeah, yeah. that was a well, cool. Because they don't fit inside normally. Yeah, I mean, that's just an Alaskan thing. Yeah, not if you did it right. Uh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as I was working on the logo with my with my butt, who's like the opposite of like a hunter or Alaskan. He grew up here, but he's a California boy now, and skater, you know, bro. He, he's he's just like a skater guy, and but really good with computers and yeah. design and all oh, that. He's and, an unsung hero with our team, dude. <sighs> And just breaking it down, like, okay, we need the Super Cub, and just even getting the tires correct, yeah. you know what I'm saying? The Tundra tires and, and the rack, and like, oh, no, that's not how it's got to be. It's got to be placed like this, and da 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 and it's like just, it's very uniquely Alaska. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And we wanted caribou originally. Yeah. But that was hard. To yeah, there's like a lot do. going on with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the curvature and all that. And right. Like, you put that together, I was like, nah, that'll definitely do it. That'll do it. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you coming in, Chris, and oh, and, awesome. and all you've been doing with uh, getting people into uh, archery and and expanding your business and mm-hmm. and being available. And like I said, we're all going to go out there and uh, do some uh, training with you and and, and do some practicing and and get in this game. You know, that's been around for a long time. That you know, I'm excited for something new. You right. know, and that's just like another activity to to get out there and get after it absolutely yeah it's just more opportunity yeah that's mm-hmm. all we want right that's great that's yeah. great thank you chris we appreciate you coming out absolutely, thanks guys man. Been great, a blast. great Al- guest yeah alaska thank you for listening uh, we do got some new merch that's going up on the website we got some new kid shirts yep. um that are coming out we got some new hoodies some adult t-shirts and stuff like that um i think by the time this uh episode's airing it should be up on the site. If not, Definitely. it'll be up there shortly. Yep. Um, I know we still got some stuff up at Barney's. It sounds like we're probably going to have to get some stuff out there at Screaming Eagle. Yeah, yeah. You support a lot of local stuff, man. I yeah, saw. We, absolutely. You guys have some Barney's packs I saw. Yeah. You have some uh, Batum stuff mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of other local. Yeah. Yeah, so we hooked up with Kevin. You know, I've been a fan of them guys forever, you know, when Bob yep. was around, all that stuff. We just got with them when the Rona stuff kicked off and tried to just – you know lift each other up and help it out and i asked yeah. kevin if we could just rep his product and sell the store out there and yeah we've got a couple of his bags in fairbanks so those guys can see them yeah yeah right because that's always a big thing everybody hears about the barney's packs everybody wants one right but you yep. want to get your hands on it before you invest in yeah, that try it on and now you can go through the fairbanks store and get one of those and look at it check it out yeah what a cool but, collaboration that's yeah, badass, Kevin's man. awesome guy yeah his okay. new ones are nice man we ended up getting one nice. with like the multicolor with the Brown oh, yeah, and the yeah, green. The new and, backs, right? Oh, man. This yeah, I'm is still kind of questioning how you won that. But. I didn't win it. I didn't win it. My <laughs> wife won it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your wife won it. Yeah, right. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you, Alaska, for listening. Keep the caribou oh, calls going. Yeah. And uh, end the show with a call. End the show with a call. Yes. Thank you, Alaska. Thank you for supporting our Patreon <laughs> and visiting our website, um, visiting our Instagram and all the social media. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, thanks for listening. Alaska, stay wild. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. 
providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local butt tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Anchortown Dogs, located on 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details, specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. Should you not claim to be at least his equal in prowess and act upon the claim? I say try. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth, and it's too important to be lost sight of for a moment. If we cannot beat the enemy where he now is, we never can. It is all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy, and it is unmanly to say they cannot do it.